Welcome to episode 192 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Mission Impossible series concludes with Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 from 2023. Welcome to Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And I'm Adam. Actually, I'm Agent Chamberlain. I'm Maddie the Mission. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. No, and I'm Ving Rhames. <laughs> I'm Ving Rhames. I'm going to get one speech every no. movie that everybody wishes <laughs> no, we no, could no. fast forward through. Now, now, now listen, Ethan. We need to talk about <laughs> that, that. That is everything he does. But it's never about like uh, the actual mission. It's about his personal life, usually, isn't it? Ethan's a sad boy, just so you know it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, everyone. I mean, Rames ain't so bad. Uh, that's a pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are concluding. We've, uh, if you're just tuning in, we've covered the first six Mission Impossible yeah. movies. Woo. The first time we, we actually covered two movies in every episode because there's so fucking many, and we didn't yeah. want to spend two Almost months on killed this. Killed us doing that. Um, but yeah, we got through them all in a month, and as promised, we uh, just saw the recently released uh, Dead Reckoning Part One, um, which we'll be talking about shortly. Um, in IMAX. Oh, snap. Yeah. Well, Limax. We saw the Limax. We don't have the good IMAX. <laughs> is that the English version? Like the Limey? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is the good IMAX like the one in Mississauga? Yeah, I think there's one in Mississauga and one in Toronto. Like uh, Oppenheimer, yeah. Oppenheimer would be amazing to see. Like I think they might even have a 70 millimeter. I've never really liked when it gets that big for whatever reason. That's when I start getting a little bit overwhelmed. Hmm. Yeah. Your eyes don't know where to look. I saw yeah. Dark Knight Rises there, and it was pretty incredible. And actually, yeah. I think I saw um, uh, Ghost Protocol there, which was awesome because that was actually shot in IMAX. Oh, where cool! He's climbing across the building. Whereas, uh, yeah, this one didn't have any footage shot for IMAX, anyways. But right. I do enjoy the bigger picture, the sound. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Dead Reckoning in a little bit. We do have a whole shitload of movies to talk about. Uh, again, if you're just Joining the show for the first time, we have a, we have some big episodes uh, coming up this year. Monster, actually, episodes. it's it's next episode, right? Next episode, yeah. Oh wow! So this has been the big lead up since January. I, I believe we yep. drew we drew. Uh, I was going to say names. We drew years from the hat, and with the plan that in the middle of the year we would be covering whatever best of that was. We end up choosing 2007, so we're going to be running down our top ten horror uh, of tw- 2007 and top ten overall picks of 2007. So that'll be two weeks from now is yeah. the overall, and next week is the the horror the picks. Horror. And la- la- just so you know, uh, this is the second year we've we've done this. We did yeah. 1985 last year and uh yeah it's been an interesting <laughs> exercise i got i gotta say um i know kyle you were just bu- just before we were starting how you felt like at, at first it was like holy shit a this is drop off what a 
crazy yeah, well, year. When we picked this year, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. Well, I realized to you because I'm yeah. a prick and I didn't hide anything. <laughs> but like modern films, this guy chooses a modern film. And I'm like, eh, I feel like I just watched all these movies. And then you start like looking, it's like, shit, there was a lot of good films that yeah. you didn't start watching. And I, I mean, I started with the big guns because I want to make sure I get through them. And I was like, this incredible year. I am starting to feel, though, it's like I got that, I don't know if I have quite 10, but you got that top half mm-hmm. and they're incredible films. And then now I'm like trying to find movies I feel like to fill in that bottom half. I am definitely going into like, oh, this director who may, I've, you know, this classic, and I'll talk about a few of them, these big kind of uh directors and oh i've never seen this one this is not really as well known so maybe i'll watch this and it maybe hasn't played it's the reason why they're known as lesser works of these guys um i will say like the top part of this year is really (laughs) astronomical i i think this is we did 85 last year and 85 was was a great great year Mm -hmm. uh as well and 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 especially for horror it was like a a a monster stack year and the 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 top five that year of our horror picks were like crazy. Yeah. But the overall picks, I I think I'm going to have a lot more this year that are like all timers for me. Opposite. I'm finding like the horror. I'm like, Oh, these are kind of cool, but are they top? Like, I don't know, maybe like, Oh, that's what I mean. The general list. Yeah. The general list is insane. Yeah. The the horror list. I I'm, I'm so, so with Yeah. I think for me, I, I had, more in my overall list in 85 because I think it wasn't 85 Back to the Future yeah. and it was yeah. another Breakfast Club. So those ones are like, whereas this year, I don't know how many of these would be in my top 100, mm-hmm. but I do think, you know, there's there's definitely a handful of incredible, yeah. incredible films. Yeah, I was looking at it because like, we started kind of talking about doing a top 100 of all time yeah. well, well in the future. Yeah, but one you, day. One day. But you, you, for something like that, you almost need to start like, Four years in advance yeah. or five yeah. years in advance. So, I try to always keep a, a list actually on Letterbox that I, I, I believe it's private. Maybe it's out there, but I try to like. You used to have it up there when yeah. I first joined and it went I, private. I, I do make soon. a lot of things private when it's like. <laughs> you kept busting his balls on it. Like, no, I, big I, top Pee Wee, top 100. <laughs> I mean, come to on. Me, to me, I, what I did is I always make lists, but I don't finish them or I don't feel they're 100% correct. So then yeah. I'm like. I don't feel like this is correct anymore, so I'll just mark it private till I have time, and I never have fucking time to go back to him because we're doing crazy stuff like this. <laughs> I didn't. We didn't even mention the other big episode we have coming up. It's going to probably be September. Is our top 100 slasher films of all time, which, um, yeah, you know, may, maybe not necessarily. You got like you guys are putting up with it for me, but it's like slashers is my jam. Jam. Like this is like, I am watching, well, you'll see in a, a little bit, just an insane <laughs> amount. I think I, like, I've also kind of got like a sense of, cause when I started this, I may have thought both of you guys, this would have mm-hmm. been a huge one. And it, it is a big one for you, Maddie. You yeah, might've had more. I have my favorites. Yes. But there's a lot of, um, uh, needles in that haystack. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like you're not searching out those. You don't yeah. suffer the fool. Yeah, that's just. I, I, yeah, I go through it all. Yeah. That's the thing, though, and you'll see. Like, I'll give movies terrible ratings. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go buy that movie when Vinegar Syndrome releases. <laughs> like, I, I, there's movies like I don't necessarily love, but like I kind of want to revisit. Like, slashers are the, that weird genre for me, where like even the bad. I find good in so like just because I gave a movie maybe a shitty rating doesn't necessarily mean I didn't get stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is definitely like testing my patience <laughs> a little bit. This one, uh, uh, and it's not that I don't have I have some slashers that would be in my top hundred films or mm. or or 
you know, fighting for a spot. Crazy but, Fat Ethel? Yeah, Crazy Fat Ethel. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Idiot. Crazy Fat Ethel 2. That's where, that's where he wanted. So, but I do get to like these ones occasionally that are cl- considered classics, and I watch them and go. I know, and you hurt. Ooh, uh, it hurts me every time. I just don't, like, it's never going to be my thing. Even though when I look at my list, I go, my top 10, these, I really, flashers, I right? really fucking love these movies. Um, I think we knew this, though, going in when, like, Friday the 13th, you were kind of, like, for most of them being like, meh. <laughs> that's kind of, like, usually, the, yeah, there's a couple usually in that that's how you can rate like. if someone's going to like slasher films. Mm. Like, show them the Friday the 13th films. Because for the most part, like, Halloween has some, obviously, you know, has some highlights. Yeah. But I find, like, Friday the 13th is the most consistent. And most people that are fans of slashers love like 80% of those and like you know whatever everyone has a certain favor to that franchise there's no it's not like Halloween where it's like Halloween is the best Halloween um, has a steep steep drop yeah. off right but Friday like, 13th is like yeah I've, I've just you know in a group of men they've been talking about a lot and like a lot of people love part three and like that's mm-hmm. you know I, I like a lot more than before I would put that one up but that seems to be like it seems to be that franchise that is all over the place and, and again we'll talk about more in yeah. slashers but uh yeah, it did kind of. Once I knew Adam wasn't uh, down with those, like most of these other slasher films are kind of that, but lesser, right? Yeah. Like the kills aren't as good, the characters aren't as likable, yeah, so as well acted. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I might disagree with that. I think a lot of them actually have better acting than the Friday Third oh, yeah. series, hmm. outside of the the original, the original, which has Bring Cosby's son. <laughs> yeah, that's no, still not great. <laughs> the original Friday the Thirteenth, but. But I do find a, some of these that I've been watching, uh, it's a smattering of usually like really good and really bad and mm. and and classic. So yeah, I, uh, we're, that one is going to be an accumulative list. So it's not just me being like. So my 99th pick is m- the worst movie I saw this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, because I think one then it's just going to be all praise. Because mm-hmm. Maddie, you have a deep. Bench yes, yes. With this, uh, and Kyle, your bench is insane. You you own a yeah. whole stadium yeah. worth of, of baseball. I, I, I've, I've probably watched at least a hundred this year, like just yeah. in the past couple months since we since I started going gung ho on this. But yeah, yeah definitely in the three hundred. You range. you've kept an insane pace because you've done both two thousand seven. And slashers, and, yeah. and more slashers than 2007. Yeah, but. I've, I've been trying to do a mix, but yeah, yeah, I've been doing, like, this week is going to be heavy 2007, because it's our final week before we record, so this week I'm going to get in pretty much all 2007 instead of slasher, and then, but Makes yeah, sense. after that it's going to be hardcore. Anyways, we have a lot to talk about. Let's yeah. jump in with some movies. Um, I guess, I guess, I'll, I'll start. You go ahead, yeah. buddy. Because um, talking about 2007... And actually something you mentioned where like, ah, I really like that director. I haven't seen this movie they put out in 2007. Let's start off with, uh, is it Margot? Is that how you pronounce it? At the Wedding? Uh, yeah, Margot at the Wedding. So 2007, written and directed by Noel Baumbach. I, I mean, watched this a few I'm, weeks ago. I, I, yeah, I think you, you talked about it on the show. I, I'm late to the Baumbach game, but I've been kind of digging every movie I've checked out of his. I really enjoyed um, Kicking and Screaming, uh, Marriage Story. Uh, what are the other, some of the other ones? I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I've been really enjoying everything I've been watching of his. And then I put on his film. (laughs) And I actually think this is closer... I think it's the most sour in tone. But maybe closer to his overall... Arch? Over... Hmm. Yeah, like, 
this isn't that far removed from Greenberg. Greenberg might actually be even yes, more, seen that. more sour. So maybe as I get to some of his other films, I'm going to realize I'm not a Bombach fan. <laughs> maybe I just picked like the two or three Gems. or whatever ones. But yeah, so this starts Nicole Kidman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Jack Black, John Turturro, and Kieran Hines. Uh, pretty much Nicole Kidman uh, returns for her sister's wedding. Uh, I guess they haven't seen each other in years. Nicole Kidman's just a fucking horrible, judgmental person. No one is really like No one's likeable. good in this. I hated this film, and I'm the whole time, like, why is this being made? Like, why do I want to spend an hour and a half with these despicable people? The acting is pretty good. The writing's okay. But there's nothing. It's just, like, an hour and a half of just fucking terrible, terrible people, and I just want to, like... I think I, I, I watched... I was kind with this one, because when I've, I've thought about it, it's curdled, and it, it, the original <laughs> feeling of watching it has come back a lot more. Because I think yeah. it, sometimes uh, we'll skip a week and we'll film every mm-hmm. other week, and I think this is one of the f- first things I watched, and then it's two weeks, so I kind of, like, chilled on it. Yeah. But yeah, they're fucking horrible. I, yeah, I hated this film. People were weird. Like, I just didn't feel like the story was that interesting. The conversations were kind of not that interesting. It's just, like... Yeah. yeah, I don't have much more to say about this because I didn't like it. Two and a half out of ten. Oh, wow, I hated this film. This is gonna probably be my least favorite film of 2007, and by far my least favorite. I'm really back. curious now if if you do Squid and the Whale, which is not quite, but the- that's the one I have. That I've owned it for a long time. I haven't got to that. I've heard of, is his best one, but it does seem like going from the reviews, it seems like this is bottom tier for most people. Like most people really agree like that like these are the most despicable we were people. Is the other one? That's okay, pretty yeah. pretty bottom. Is that tier. Ben Stiller as well? Yeah, yeah. I I own all those movies. I, I think I own Greenberg while we were young and Squid in the Whale. So I'll, I'll get to them eventually. Squid in the Whale, I think, has a lot more redeeming qualities. Even because even though they're terrible, he's he just come off of. I think he did he do Tenenbaums with with uh, Wes Anderson. He'd been doing yeah. a, yeah. and on Life Aquatic, I think as well. Like it's got a little bit more whimsy to get you out of it. And it's not like the quirks in this one feel like how the fuck? Cause it, it plays it like everyone's real. Yeah. Huh. It's, it, but no, I don't know. It felt like, yeah, I don't know what he was going. Like, I don't know who these characters are. These based on people or dialogue. It just seems like, like if this is how your life is and you're, is this anyway based on your life? Like, fuck man, you're real horrible. It, I, and, and this is how I feel about him. There's always this undercurrent of like, man, I would never want to be in the same room with any yeah. of these fucking... Yeah. Like Marriage Story, they're not necessarily like with people too, but I think you get something out of it. You kind of understand where they're coming from and you see that, you know, I, I think Marriage Story, it makes more sense that those people... And I, I agree. And, whereas this, I don't, like, they're just terrible people for the point of being terrible people like just judgmental about every little thing and like anyways fuck let's move on yeah <laughs> what do you got adam uh so i watched uh, a, a shit ton of 2007 movies i'm gonna quickly kind of go into uh one of them heartbeat detector it's one of the uh i, I would say kind of like quirky highlights that i watch is a french film it's this corporate psychologist so he's a psychologist for a corporation and like he, HR kind of deal, like yeah. But they have a psychologist who can go around and he builds people up, but he also assesses everybody while he's doing it. So he's people are kind of like want to be his best friend because they know his job. He's like he has a lot of sway. And then all of a sudden, the two heavy hitters of this corporation that are older, they're trying to like get each of them fired. And and it plays like almost like corporate espionage and thriller, <laughs> like but spies versus spy kind of shit. But kind with of like, like a- who's a Nazi, who's not a Nazi, yeah. what's going on? But the up, 
Sorry, does it take place in present time or present time or like two thousand seven? And but the other part of it is this guy who's a psychologist who's assessing everybody. It's just like a party animal, and he goes fucking crazy and does all these terrible things when he's partying. And it's got uh, Matthew Almerick, who you guys probably know best for uh, he's been a couple. Uh, Wes Anderson movies, but also Quantum of Sol- uh, Solace. He was the bad guy. He was also in um, uh, another two, the Diving Bell and, and the Butterfly. Oh, okay, uh, the, the guy that has the stroke, and then mm. 2007 movie. I've been trying to rewatch. I don't know if I'll get there. It's a good movie. Anyways, uh, it's just like it's a fucking weird movie, and it's claustrophobic, but sometimes it's really funny. And there's a scene at like some sort of rave thing that they travel to that almost feels like a darker version of a succession episode with like scuzzier people, huh. and they're doing all this fucking crazy shit when they're there. And and he's 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 into this one girl, and 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 she's all over him. But because of the strobes, the faces are always changing, and it it looks like the other person. And then you realize they're both there. It's an amazing set set piece. It does kind of have trouble getting the two tones together all the time. Where sometimes I was like, "What the movie am I watching now?" But uh, a big surprise for me. Uh, I think I'm going to give it 7.5. Is that like oh, wow. any any director or actors we would know, or not really? Is it well Matthew Al- Almarac? For, uh, oh, okay. Who's I just said it was the the uh, yeah, villain in in Quantum of Solace. Yeah, I don't um, remember. <laughs> and he's in uh, movie is the Grand Budapest, Fr- French okay. Dispatch, Sound of Metal, Marie Antoinette. Um, <clears throat> l- lots of movies you'll recognize his yeah. face. Yeah, like he's he's a a, a big time kind of French actor that usually does character work in English movies. Hmm. Um, but the director I don't think has really done anything, uh, which I'm surprised because it. Uh, it's really slick. like just a cool style. Really, a lot of formal control. I, kind of a surprise. I just uh, I saw it. Uh, there was someone I follow really liked the movie. There was actually two people that like it. Kind of mm. peaked out of their lists, uh, um, and I'm glad I gave it a try. Awesome. So I, uh, I this has nothing to do with slashes or 2007. I'm sorry, fellas. I watched uh, the Hunger Games a couple <laughs> weeks back, so I decided to watch the uh, second Hunger Games, which is called Catching Fire. It is a steep drop off going about like a, uh, a contest where these kids go into this arena and kill each other. At this point, all the survivors of this have to face each other again in the quarter quell, right. and it just seems a bit more like fanciful, a bit more CGI, a bit more silly, and against. Uh, Young people trying to fight a the government, right? Really, uh, I like how you're really just like up. fuck slashers in 2007. We're <laughs> I, running out of time, Matt. He's like, I'm going to just start a complete whole franchise. <laughs> I had to watch something with my wife. She's like, I am not watching 27 movies. I'm not watching uh, everything she wanted to watch. She most hates seven. the year 2007. She no, she is like, well, we can watch like, are we there yet or something like that with like Ice Cube? Like, oh no, like we are not. Like, I am not going down this I, path. I, I'd, I'd do that. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be curious, but. So anyways, yeah, I don't know. It really dropped off. I'm going like seven, so we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll do another 2007. Uh, so this is uh, the debut film from Taiki with TD, Eagle versus Shark. Oh, yeah, this oh. is, no, I've, uh, this is on my list. It's, I had, uh, yeah, this has been on my list for years. Not because of him originally, it was because mm-hmm. of uh, the Fly the Concords dude. Yeah, so Jermaine J- Clement, I yeah. think yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's the lead in it. Um, again, once again though, he's just kind of a terrible, <laughs> terrible person. I don't understand. Like, so the, the the movie's like this shy, awkward girl falls in love with this guy. He's a fucking weirdo. 
Um, he's got like a mullet and he has like a party where you all dress as an animal. The, the kind of a fun part, they do this like fighting tournament, but it's like a Mortal Kombat type game, but you could tell they made it just for the movie. Um, it's like the characters and fatalities and everything, or it made just for this movie, but it's done like the old Mortal Kombat. That's kind of fun, actually. Kind of fun. Um, and then, yeah, so she goes with him to his parents' house. And then he like decides he's gonna break up with her there, and and then she kind of befriends the family. It's kind of like what you expect from kind of a heartworm, but it kind of has, I guess, it's a couple years after Napoleon Dynamite, but it kind of has that indie kind of mm. feel. I don't know. It like it, there's definitely moments and characters that you're gonna laugh at. I just like didn't care about the romance between these two leads because it's like no, this guy's never once shows that he's a decent person. Why do you like him? Right. I don't care about him. Um, yeah, that that whole it makes no sense. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go six and a half out of ten. Like I still had fun with it. It's still you're still getting that Taiki with TD humor. Mm-hmm. There's some characters that you'll see that show up in his other films that are in this. Um, yeah, th- there's definitely some funny moments. I just uh, didn't care about the story at all. Mm. Uh, so I'm gonna go to 2007, and I watched this uh, documentary that was really quite interesting. Um, uh, my kid could paint that. I don't know if you guys remember, there was a story about this four-year-old kid that was doing all these abstracts that were like being compared to like Pollock and yeah. things of that nature, and they started selling for an incredible amount of money, oh. but then they wa- there was a 60 Minutes episode, and it basically came down to this expert saying, a kid couldn't have never done this. Oh, so they actually well, looked into it? Because they like... were l- watching her paint. They had a hidden camera watching this kid paint and it was like, this is not the same kid. This looks like a kid. And it blew up their world, even though a lot of people were like, is it or is it not? You know, yeah. and, and the, the movie. Does, does it matter at and, that point? And, and, and does it matter? Because it and it basically comes out that it's very ambiguous, but they never get the kid to, to paint the same way as the most famous paintings. And the ones that she does are quite interesting for a four-year-old, but mm-hmm. they're not the other ones. So did the father help? And you can tell the mother is oblivious, but the father's evasive as a question. It's, it's really, really interesting. And <laughs> This is the lamest true crime doc ever, yeah. right? Like, well, it, it just goes, it, it goes into the questions of like, what is art? Yeah. What is an art? Um, and it's, it's a documentary that couldn't be an article. That's for me as a big yeah. deal these days. As we have all these documentaries and you watch them, and they're basically like ten minute articles, but we yeah they're padded out to, padded out to sometimes a ten part series. Mm. Um, I, I, f- I found it uh, quite quite interesting. I'm gonna give it another kind of like secret success yeah. uh, movie seven point five. Oh wow, that's kind of fun. Oh, that's crazy. You go ahead. I'm uh okay. It 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 ends in the most like awesome way for because the director he's there before he doesn't know about all this he thinks it's gonna be a little small thing and then he's so conflicted about what he wants to do and he he, oh so he just stumbled into this cool documentary like that's that's the best documentary i like i'm running a piece about this and then there's like this little sliver like this is insane and the family completely trusts him yeah because he's always neutral and he's always there and he never says anything negative and at the end he finally has to go yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have no proof, and you can see that the the mom crushing, and then that. But you have to watch it. Yeah, it's not the story. It's just like how these pieces all come together. Great filmmaking. That sounds pretty dope. Um, 
I guess I have a 2007 film that I believe you watched as well, so we can discuss it together. Uh, Eastern Promises um, from 2007. Um, I, I, of course, have seen this before. This is uh, David Cronenberg's follow-up to History of Violence. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking History of Violence is okay, but not loving as much as other people. And then this film I kind of enjoyed more. Um, I'm not sure if that's still the case because I need to revisit uh, History, History of Violence. violence but- yeah, like that that was how I I felt. I, so I watched this this week as well. Yeah. And History of Violence blew me away the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, Eastern Promises did. Mm-hmm. And I liked History of Violence, but I wasn't like, holy yeah. shit. And then probably about... A decade ago, I watched them both within and, a week or so, uh, like very close. And History of Violence went way, way up. Okay, like it was, it was like there were so many things he was trying to say with this, but this one kind of held. So I'm, I'm yeah. curious. I, well, I History of Violence. I, I wonder if it's one I need to revisit. I think I, I went into that thinking it was going to be like this badass, like kind of like taking. Jo- you find out Viggo Mortensen yeah. is actually like an assassin badass. Yeah. He's going to take it all, the, and it's not that. And it's not. Yeah. So that, no. maybe, uh, yeah, I, I do need to revisit that. So this, yeah, this starts yeah. Viggo Mortensen, uh, who's fucking incredible. This was that yeah. era where he was just incredible on yeah. everything. He's doing the David Cronenbergs. He's doing the Lord of the Rings around this time. I feel like he was doing something else. It was quite good. Um, we got Naomi Watts, uh, who again, like, she was great. And it seems like, she, oh yeah, she kind of like disappeared and went to like straight to video stuff. I, I don't understand. This is a good like she does Funny Games the same year. She, oh, that's crazy. Like, Wait, she, Funny Games is 07? Yeah. Oh right. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, goddamn, I know. If I fucking I'm here watching a Hunger Games. I should be watching Funny Games. God damn it. Watching the wrong game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn it. Um, and then, yeah. I just got confused as all. Like, <laughs> Hunger Games. Yeah, this is 07. This is, <laughs> it's about kids getting killed, right? It's, yeah. Uh, it, it also stars Vincent uh, Cassell, who is always great. And then, I don't know this guy that much, but I feel like no. I've seen this stuff. Armin Mueller-Stahl, who's fucking incredible in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's He absolutely. almost steals. I, I mean, I think everyone is kind of great in this. It's hard to say anyone steals a show. But, uh, yeah. It pretty, he might. He might, he might, yeah, yeah, like out of, out of, at least in the. Is he the uh, the, the drunken buddy? No, no who is he? That's in this one? He's, he's, yeah. he's the he's the the, the father. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, patriarch. Um, so yeah, the story opens up. This uh, young girl dies giving uh, birth. You find out that she was like pretty much held in and prostituted by the Russian mob, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and dr- and drugged up. She came over here thinking she's going to get a escaping a life and ended up, yeah. And she leaves a diary. Yeah, and 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 the baby, Naomi Watts, is, is a, I guess, a doctor nurse yeah. at this hospital. She kind of takes on the baby and, well, the baby's there, but, um, and she takes on the diary and she's trying to find, she's trying to find who the, like, who the relationship is that the baby can go to and it leads her down this path. Yes, yeah, all she's trying to do initially is find family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because there's no information, it's all in Russian and her... Uh, uncle, her or? uncle, who that's a he's a big that's uh, Jersey Skolomonsky, who who directed EO last year wow. and sh- the shout. I didn't realize I was like, how do I know this guy? And it's because I watched the be- the making of EO, in- and now he's an old, old really old yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's awesome in this. Yeah, he's good too. He's so funny. So he's like her. I guess he can. Is he Russian or he can just read? He's Russian. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. He was possibly part of the he KGB was, or whatever. He right? says he's part of the KGB. Yeah, but he was not part of the KGB. Um, but yeah, he's he can decipher the the diary for her. And when they start deciphering, they realize that yeah, like we shouldn't be doing yeah, this. Yeah, we're, the, get, we're the, in you're over getting our yourself heads. involved over your heads, and that's where we end up. Into you know, it's possible that Vincent Cassell mm-hmm. was the one that kind of took her in yeah. and raped her. 
and impregnated her. And then, you know, it obviously there's more and more to the story, which I won't uh, get into too much. Yeah, this is it's a fucking dark story. I, I so forgot dark, how yeah. um, dark it gets. Um, and it's not. I mean, there's an action sequence that is mm-hmm. fucking incredible with a naked Viggo Mortensen fighting people in like it's a bathhouse. Insane, right? Um, but it's not an action movie. It is more of like it's a it's like an old thriller, thriller kind of noir. tension. Yeah. yeah, of knowing of you know wh- what are they going to do with this? Because we know pretty early on that they know that she has this diary. It's it's interesting because mm-hmm. this re- really reminded me of the 40s movies when you'd have this director who's just hired by the studio, and that's what happened here. Oh yeah, he's he's just a gun for hire. Oh, in wow! This. But then they infuse all of their shit on it. Like there's mm-hmm. body horror in this, and yeah. and 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 terrifying moments yeah. in sections mm-hmm. that are totally Cronenberg. But again, he's he's just brought on. Here's a script. You want to you, you want a we job? Can do this. <laughs> Here's a job. It's it's definitely getting to the dark you know, corners of that world. Like even the, you know, the strippers, the prostitutes and like you can tell the one girl woman doesn't want to be, but there, there's hope kind of, right? Like they, mm. they throw in, well, Vigo is pieces of cheese yeah, and pieces yeah, of hope not to in there. Give anything away, but there is like a, a good guy in this movie, right? Kind like, of. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's going to have to do bad things to do yeah. the good thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, like, yeah, I, I really like this movie. It yeah. maybe it went maybe down a, yeah, a slight I, I, I feel bit. the same way when like a tiny bit tiny bit I feel it went up for me like why oh, yeah. like this is amazing like I want to see part two of this and it's the only movie that I think of Cronenberg that there could be a part two and it'd be good right like yeah they really could do that uh, yeah you know. I, I mean sure it would be a completely different movie but just follow that one character you, you got it right like he's going even next. like 15 years or 20 years down the line like that'd yeah. be interesting to see what's going on but also it's just a lot of great yeah. movies end with that thought of like yeah. what could be and that's why they're interesting yeah. i think maybe it just ties it all up a little bit too yeah. cleanly at the end for Maybe I don't know if I minded that. Again, I, I just after like such a bleak film, I needed that bit of hope. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Again, it, it went down like probably like a point five. I'm a point five. I, um, I think I would have given this a nine before, and now I'm an eight point five. I think I was an eight point five before, and now I'm probably an eight. 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 So that's a maniac, right? That's a maniac. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. There's going to be a bunch of yeah. Maniacs, I think so. Yeah. Oh, uh, seven. We, need, we need a listener to keep track of this because <laughs> I have lost count, and fuck, I'm gonna have to one day go through all these episodes to try to figure this out um what else are you doing <laughs> yeah i watched uh hunger games um uh, mocking jay part one my god i really hated this movie like part two is even worse like i feel this franchise really went off the rails but i guess that makes sense because they're following a young adult tv show where it was about like a kids in this uh, arena killing each other now it's a bunch of like people trying to overthrow a government and really uh it's boring. It's lame. Uh, uh, what's the face? Julianne Moore, I think, is in this. And she is so bad. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this. And he is just, like, snoring throughout the entire movie. Like, it is not good. I yeah. actually had to watch a movie after I watched the, these two movies combined. Like, I have to watch. A, we'll talk about the second movie I watched. Just because, like, I need to get this taste of uh, out of my mouth. Because I, I I really didn't Philip Seymour Hoffman dies. I, I think he dies in part two or like when they're filming it. Like, yeah, no, no, this film killed him. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's a shitty well, thing. That's his last movie. Like, it, it should have been yeah, one so of much his, better. Yeah, like, uh, he doesn't complete filming. So they yeah. have to hodgepodge mm-hmm. him in. That makes sense. But like, that, like even a Julianne Moore is usually amazing. She is bad in this. Yeah. Like, so, I don't I, know. I just feel like they stretched it out. They, again, mm-hmm. um, well, 
it's bloated. It's, it's it's boring. Like there's not a whole lot going on. She's taken down like a uh, uh, airplanes with arrows and like there's like monsters in the sewers that like really like th- it doesn't need this. It just seems uh totally bad. Uh, I'm gonna give it five point five. Wow. Yeah. Is that for part one and two? It part one. Uh, even part two goes worse. I'll give it five. Like I really don't like the end of this franchise. Anyways, okay, some more 2007 for you. Uh, Beowulf. This is one I've been oh, wanting yeah, to yeah. watch oh, yeah. for the longest time. Be- is it Beowulf? Um, yeah, I actually think they call him Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the film, don't even remember. Uh, so, this is Robert Zemeckis. This is what he did in that when he was doing the motion capture error. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I know no one else does, but I really like Polar Express. I really like Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the Christmas in them. I think they do some kind of interesting things and they look kind of good with the snow and everything. Um, I haven't seen the, the, the last one, the, the Mars one. Um, but yeah, I was kind of always excited to watch this. I just never got to it for whatever reason. So this is uh, written by Neil Gaiman and Ro- Roger Avery, which is kind of crazy. Roger oh. Avery had plans to like direct and do this like tiny budgeted film. And then like, you know, it didn't, didn't happen. Really. And Zemeckis came in and like, ah, you know, it, it kind of looked at the script and was like, I, I think he said like, yeah, like I could do this whole, your whole script, you know, with the budget, I, I could do your whole the whole budget of your movie, you know, in like one minute of screen. Like I want that per minute. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this movie is gonna be huge. That you know, your tiny movie we could do for nothing for a million bucks. Anyways, the stars. Uh, for, so voices and kind of motion capture. Some of the characters look like the actors. Some of them don't. Crow. We have Ray Winstone in there. Anthony Hopkins, Robert Wright, Penn, uh, Brendan Gleeson, John Malkovich, Crispin Glover. Angelina Jolie, Allison oh, Lohman. Wow. Le- 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 Was Russell Crowe um, not in this? No. Allison yeah. Lohman, who just disappeared yeah. from the yeah. face of the yeah. earth. Yeah. That's yeah, I was wondering what happened to her. She teaches acting, I believe. Now, I, oh, I there was a there was an article a while ago. <laughs> her and Gene Cuthbert. You know what blows my yeah. mind? I just found out like. You know who represents SAG? Who's the um, president of SAG? Oh, Fran Dresser. Fran Dresser. That's what? crazy. That is weird. I think uh, that, doesn't that get uh, voted upon every couple of years? I don't know. I think uh, it I just, how did her people. name even like come up when I think of Maybe actors? she ran. Like, uh, <laughs> like uh, anyway. That, that was a really good Fran yeah. Dresser, by the way. It was um, great in Broad City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen her in that yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've only watched the first season of that. Oh, man. She's so good in it. So I, I went in thinking this is going to be like a CGI fun Conan movie, just fucking this Beowulf yeah, sword fucking and slaying monsters and shit. That's what the trailer kind of sells. It's not. Like, I guess that's it's based on an old poem, and that's kind of what yeah. the old poem is. It's like just this heroic Beowulf comes in and helps uh, slaughters a monster for a town and then goes and slaughters a demon queen. And this one, he he slaughters the, the, the Grendel. Um, which is this crazy scene where he fights it completely in the buff um, for whatever reason. Uh, but then he goes to, and I'm not spoiling too much, like this kind of the plot, he goes to the demon queen who's played by a naked gold Angelina Jolie. This is not a kid's movie, by the way. I don't, you see like, there's not like hardcore heavy metal type nudity yeah. or anything, but like you're getting, you, there's stuff there. And then like th- there's tons of blood and stuff. Um, but he goes to her and pretty much can't slay her and she seduces him. And he just couldn't get his sword out of the sheath? Yeah, what? well, I think he probably <laughs> his does. His sword is all flimsy? No, he does, he does fuck her. Oh. Um, it's not showing, but it's insinuating because he goes back and says he slayed her, but, every, you know, Anthony Hopkins, the, the people know he <laughs> yeah, didn't. He goes back and says they slayed her. Like one of his buddies <laughs> gives him a high five and he keeps walking. But that's the, that's the film. That's like years later and now he's this old man and this curse is coming back to haunt him and like 
he's kind of you know he did this to get with the queen but he's now cheating on her like he's not necessarily this heroic guy slaying monsters it's kind of like he lies about saying the thing and you know the town pays for it and then you know it's him trying to redeem it so i don't it, it is kind of interesting that what the story mm-hmm. that where neil gaiman avery went I would have rather seen, like, I think this would have played better as live action. I, yeah. I was reading up on there, like, oh, we oh, yeah. did this because we could never do any of these sequences. The set pieces are okay. There's nothing that spectacular. You could have totally done this live action. Mm. It probably would have been cheaper. Because um, they were, I, I just remember seeing this trailer and being like, oh, this looks I terrible. Can't, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, some of it looks fucking incredible. Like, some of the close ups, you see the stubble. Like, it looks so real. Mm-hmm. I mean, their eyes are, of course, still off. Some of it looks amazing. Some of it, eh. But it does beg the question of like why? Yeah. Um, he became obsessed with this. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to know why. Yeah. Um, well, again, I think like Christmas Carol, you watch and like he does some crazy stuff with that that, you know, might be harder to do. Like he took that and did a big epic version of a Christmas Carol. I just, it's going to, it's, yeah, it's going to be hard know. for for any of this stuff to age well. Like it, they, yeah. I saw a bit of Polar Express last Christmas or the Christmas before at a family it's thing. so uh, jarring. And I went, ooh, this looks like a terrible video well, so, game. Some of it looks great, though, and some of it doesn't. Like, they, the, definitely the faces kind of throw off that old video game mm-hmm. vibe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, There's this, a lot of faces in that movie. Yeah. I I, this, this is one, like, I wasn't loving it through a lot of it. And then by the end, though, I was kind of like, ah, oh, they're, they're tackling some interesting stuff. There's some interesting dialogue there that is, like, you know, again, you could tell there was a great script in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go six and a half, but it is one I've kind of been thinking about. They should um, redo, but like live yeah, action. Yeah, like you take think? that script and, and yeah. do like a, you know, get a great director. You could great do great a production. 10 uh, episode uh, clip on Netflix. Why not? Yeah. I don't know if you need to stretch it out like yeah. that. Yeah, six uh, episode clip. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Adam? Uh, that kind of goes into something that uh, I, I just finished watching Platonic. This is the. Uh, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne new um, limited series that they put out. Uh, and HBO, Netflix? It's it's Apple. Okay. Uh, and it's basically these two friends mm-hmm. are that kind of grew apart. They both got married. The one had kids. The other one didn't. And then they kind of meet each other when they're, everything's kind of... Falling apart? For them. Like in different sort of ways, in completely different ways, but they really bond over and they do all this crazy shit. Rose Byrne is so fucking funny in the movie or the show. Show, I should say, show. and and Seth Rogen is great uh, in a very Seth Rogen mm-hmm. character. Maybe is he a like the burnt out Hitch. stoner guy again? He now makes beer okay. uh, for, yeah. for for a living. He's, He's always the burnt out yeah. stoner guy that ends up with the hot girl. Somehow. Uh, <laughs> that's like his every movie he does. So, what kills me about this though? It's re- it's enjoyable. The, we watched the first like. I think the first two episodes come out, and it's like, fuck, this is like a really good setup. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit fat in that first bit, but whatever, I'm looking for this. And then it comes out, and you start watching this, and there's some incredible scenes and some incredible moments. It should never be a fucking television show. It should be a movie. It should be saying. a movie. It's totally set up. The arc didn't is they simple. Do neighbor, didn't they do something like that? Was it Neighbors? It was him and Rose Byrne? Was yeah, they're Neighbors, yeah. It was husband and wife. They're not. They're just friends in this, platonic. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They, she's married. He's getting a divorce. And they do play on, like, what, what could that be? It's going to be a do they, don't they? Yeah. But it's not really a no. do they, don't they? Uh, they never mm. really... Ste- like, they give, like, 
a 1%, but it's a 1% for the other people that are around them. Mm-hmm. Never really... Together? You don't get the longing look from like Seth uh, Rogen uh, over the fermenter as he's no. looking at him or you, whatever. You never get it. They do have some amazing beer-making humor in it. Oh, uh, all right. Well, so, I'm baby. If... I would be okay if this was like a little bit of a bloated comedy because it's so funny when it's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of recurring gags, but you can feel them stretching into like, well, we better have like more conflict about the bar here or let's do this excursion thing that normally would be like a five-minute scene in a movie. It's and now, now an it's, episode. All, it's a whole episode. And there's a couple of these five-minute scenes that end up being there. And it's unfortunate because I... I enjoyed being around this these characters the whole time. Mm-hmm. I really liked, you know, the world they created. But I'm never watching this again. Yeah. But if it's a true. movie, you might in like five. Ten I years totally time. would watch this again. I want someone to make an edit of this <laughs> into a movie. Into a movie because you co- totally could do it. I don't think you'd have to recreate or reshoot anything. It's all there for the taking. Um, and because of that, I, I still. This is something I liked watching, but I just feel the only reason they got this greenlit. Is to make it a show for Apple TV. For well, Apple TV, they're, 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 they're content hungry, right? Like Apple TV is like, we need content. What what, what do you got for us? Really, like again, yeah. just like Silo, lots mm-hmm. of money. Probably for a comedy, this would have been probably the same yeah. budget that you would have put a movie. They're saying you can't give us a movie. We need ten episodes that we yeah. can run over weeks to weeks that we can just keep showing Seth Rogen's face everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give it a seven, um, just just because like. There's that missed opportunity of yeah. like I think they had a classic comedy movie here. It could be in theaters right now. And Nicholas now. Stoller, uh, who did Forgetting Sarah Marshall and the Muppets movie mm-hmm. and a, a few other things, he directs almost every episode. Oh, crazy! So yeah, it, it's good. Like it's good, but also it could have been a movie. This guy yeah. isn't a hack. He's a good director. <laughs> and that's the other thing you're seeing. A lot of these shows, and sometimes to their benefit, sometimes not, are being directed by the same person. So yeah. It seems um, silly, right? Like, I, I guess that's how sometimes the, the, it, they, the, the business is run that way. That right? business—that's where you can get the budgets now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still with the 2007. Uh, I did. Uh, I think you guys have both already talked about. I believe maybe not. Uh, Gone Baby Gone from 2007. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, I think, Ben Affleck's debut film. I believe as a director. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is his first film. Yeah, and I God think damn. he wrote. Yeah, he wrote it well as well with co-wrote it. I guess. I think he was the main writer, though. Uh, just an all-star cast. Casey Affleck, Michelle Monaghan, Morgan Freeman, Ed Harris, John Aston, Amy Ryan. You know, it goes on and on. Great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you guys talked about that this young girl goes missing. Casey Affleck and Michelle Monaghan, that's his... Um, I, I don't think they're married. I think it's his girlfriend. And mm-hmm. they he's a detective, and they take on cases. And she's always she's at first like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to see it find a dead child, yeah. you know? Um, but they, they, they talk to the parents, they convince them and they're going to go looking for this, um, child and because, and they hired them because Casey Affleck kind of knows the, the underbelly of Cops won't talk Boston. to, yeah. people won't talk to cops, but they'll talk to him kind of deal. Um, he knows Southie. He knows he's, Southie. A, he's, a, he's a badass in this. There's a, there's a great, it's hard to, you know, it's, I don't know if he looks like a tough guy. <laughs> but you um, believe it but though. You like, do, what, they what do you, do, do, they do a scene in the bar, do, yeah. it's like, wow, he's kind of badass. Or even the scene with, um, that gangster guy. Yeah. Where he, he like, he's. At first, you're fucking tense and everything, and then he yeah. does this thing, and he just fucking tears the guy down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- this movie is just like it is. The acting is great. The story is good. There's lots of twists and turns. I 
what's really impressed me, and I you rarely get this in film, like Ben Affleck does a great job of really selling Boston. You can tell he knows it. He grew up there. Mm. He's showing like the real side of Boston. Like it just felt like a real film at times that you don't always get for someone like someone that comes in and they don't know Boston to yeah. try to fake it. And what's, what's, it's like this, the, some of the characters, these are real Even Boston in, like, characters. The extras look like they would be drinking oh, yeah, yeah. at a bar. Like, I guarantee at, like, a lot of those are real people. Yeah. I, I like the, the, the elongated A there, Maddie. Yeah. Boston. <laughs> oh, he did bar. Uh, bah. <laughs> they be hanging out at the bar. <laughs> it is like I, I fall into Southie. I guess as I uh, th- start thinking about Ben Affleck. <laughs> it is a fucking depressing and bleak film. Like even without fun too much, even the end that is kind of hopeless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I kind of like, you know, maybe disagree yeah. with his choice. Like you know, I, it doesn't really lead leave you maybe that hopeful that someone and you know there's gonna change change is gonna happen for the better. Like, um. But yeah, it, it's still an incredible fucking film. I'm gonna go eight and a half on this yeah. one. Um, I, I think that's another. I was about to say, you know what that is? Another maniac. <laughs> that's another maniac. Yeah, we we've already done this, man. We get catch up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think I gave an eight, and you. you I think I gave eight, eight point five. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So to get the taste out of, uh, and you were saying how it's going down. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like two great movies. Um. Like. Well. No, he probably I, has like ten. I, that I started bad. off with. I just did Eagle Shark, Margo and the Wedding, and right. Eastern, or yeah. sorry, I guess uh, Beale Wolf. But you got two like yeah, Kyle over eight, two in one episode. I think it's more like again. I think I have like my seven picked out. Now I'm trying to find stuff to fill in those last three, and there's not much left for me. Yeah. I think that's where I'm kind of like. It, I think that ten is going to be tough for me to fill. Is so I got one that uh, you're you're absolutely not going to like, but I loved uh, from 2007. Uh, Roy Anderson's "You the Living." Yeah, this would be not something I would recommend for. for what is it called? You, you the Living. You with a comma the Living. Uh, so Roy Anderson's a guy that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I watched. I, I think I I talked about him as an honorable mention in our two, 2019 or maybe it was 2020. All those years got fucked up. It yeah. wasn't 2019. I think it was 2020 or even 2021, best of the year. It might have even been delayed two years from the film festivals. Yeah. And this guy, he's a commercial film director that basically spends years and years and years building these vignettes. And they're like the most tragic comedy vignettes ever. Like all these people, he makes their faces all kind of like uh, uh, kind of sullen. Even when they're like overweight people their faces seem to go into themselves yeah, little, and, like taut kind of y- deal yeah like there's there's something uh, about like these the living of these people and their existence isn't isn't great <laughs> at all but this movie's pretty fucking funny there's a lot of all these setups and it's basically you're just going around this it's just someone making fun of their faces well, th- <laughs> like don rickles you're like hey what's going on with your face what about you there <laughs> hockey puck <laughs> none of that stuff it's like I don't even know how to. Ex- it's like something terrible happens, but it's so like done in this kind of farcical way that you laugh, but then you kind of almost feel bad for <laughs> laughing. Like I just had somebody while we were about to start, he was like, "I'm I'm going through Amazon. What are the best movies you've seen?" I was like, "I don't recognize this number." Uh, you the living? I thought it was somebody else. I was like, "Oh, I this oh is, th- I, I did not. This is not the one. Watch Miami Blues." <laughs> yeah, there uh, you like go. it was just. But I think for the, like, I know a couple people that I'm going to recommend the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody that likes to see film that you've never seen at, ever anywhere else, mm-hmm. 
this guy spends it, it they cost millions of dollars because he'll have like 75 setups so 75 complete locations that he builds complete non-actor actors that he get, picks perfectly for doing this that's insane there it's kind of crazy uh what he does and there's i like this one more about uh endless uh ness that one just was almost like too dark sometimes like this one I needed some giggles. You need some <laughs> giggles with, with this. And if you can get into it, because it basically sets them up, and there's often not a ton of camera moving or a ton of dialogue, and there's no narrative. So if you, like, this could be one of those things. Is it, is it just slacker but depressing? Like No. More... So it's it, it basically sets up all of these different situations where you're going to have um, there, some, some of the are just a few seconds long, some are a few minutes, but you'll have like a woman this is like the happy one where she she has a fantasy honeymoon uh that she dreams with this rock star and they live in this house that's on a train and he he builds this whole fucking set and it's moving fast and all these crowds of people are out there cheering them or whatever but then it flashes back to this depressing bar that they keep going to and he, the guy always it's always last call even when it's in the, in yeah. the day rings the bell last okay. call and and then she's back there and it's almost like they're all then you got an old man saying something about like he doesn't he's not actually paying attention to this story the only good happiness she's had but then you'll have like uh, uh a man awakes dreaming of bomber planes uh somebody boasts about uh how great he's doing in business and he's at this kind of like disgusting fancy place and then a pickpocket just steals his stuff and then you got the next scene it actually like a couple scenes later, it ties together with a pickpocket's doing that money, and it's for okay. nothing. Great. So there is all this connectivity. It's it's incredibly well thought out. It's not like slacker. This takes this guy years to make yeah. any of these movies. Cohesive. It seems crazy interesting. It, it, but it may fall into that uh, mad god character yeah. category. Where actually you you didn't you you were kind of into that. Well. I, I Mad God I struggled with, but I appreciate the yeah. stop motion visuals. Mm-hmm. Like the story Yeah. Yeah, this this I feel like the story is more there. It's 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 pretty blunt. It's like mm-hmm. humanity now. Uh and, and the different type types of people and what they're going through and uh but there's no narrative. There's no narrative at all. Uh I'm gonna give it I think I might give this one eight point five. Like Oh wow. This I don't know if this is gonna be in my top ten, but yeah. it's 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 entered the running. This is like a first time watch for me, and now I know he did a trilogy of these films, and I'll, I'm gonna try to watch them all. I think this year mm. I was just so there's just like you can tell he spent like four years. Whenever he get enough money, okay, now we get to there do we this. Do it. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, to get the taste out of um, Mockingjay Part One and Two, I watched Boogie Nights. Like oh, nice. Julian Moore, like, okay. So this, you follow the uh, tale of a young fella who is well-endowed named Dirk. No, his name's not Dirk Diggler. That's his, like, stage name. And he just kind of goes through the ranks of being a young porn guy and rising to the top. Or, like, the cream P. of the Anderson's crop. Anderson's second film. It is amazing. You guys have seen this, right? Yes. 
<laughs> it is so good and star studded. Like you love every character. It has all these guys. Like the guy running the uh, uh, boom mic is Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he is such an awkward dude who's clearly a homosexual, but he doesn't want to come out just yet. Yeah. And they have a Julianne Moore who has this weird mother complex. Who's like mothering Dirk Diggler, but he's also like fucking her on film, which is kind of weird. Like it's yeah, it's a crazy. They have a roller girl who's played by Heather Graham, who is just. Some young girl who never takes off her roller skates. And like, William H. Macy. Yeah, he's so good. And 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 two guys, Burt Reynolds and Mark Wahlberg, who have basically both... Burt Reynolds is dead now, but yeah. he had disowned the film. Mark Wahlberg has now disowned the film. Oh, that's crazy. This is the best thing either of them ha- ever I, did. Burt Reynolds, maybe there's probably something in there we could probably like... Cannibal oh, yeah. Run? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Evening Shade? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this might be... The best he's done. He's in Mark Wahlberg for sure. The best he's ever done. Yeah, right. Especially as a lead. Yeah, I think Burt Reynolds. I just think he wasn't in the subject matter. Right, like he knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't Dirk Diggler. He was a guy. And I think, yeah, I think he also. Yeah. I think that guy's ego was just a fucking problem. Yeah. Like mm. at the at the end, like, he was getting all these awards and stuff, but he's not the star of that movie. No. Yeah, Dirk Diggler, and is. the way he was shooting. You know, with the this kind of all the camera revolving, you could feel like maybe you're in everything. Yeah, everyone yeah, would have always so. been having to act in those scenes. Yeah, maybe, these... maybe he wasn't a lot. Maybe a lot of his shit got cut out or something. I don't know. He's just Possibly. in, or or just in those scenes and thinking, yeah. "I am." Oh, the star. I'm not just a setup, and they move around for me, and then I give some word like advice to wisdomly fatherly advice. Yeah, it's great because these movies are like take place at parties, like in these '70s awesome cocaine beer beach parties, where the camera just goes in and like you're hearing dialogue as you go through it. It does get bleak though. Like it's of not, course, it's like it's like kind of falls a in mob the, 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 thing where it's like yeah. super fun for the first bit, and then it all you see it all. Fall. There is one scene that is the most tense scene. Alfred I have, Molina scene. I have uh, you got it. Where like yeah. they're trying to rob this fella, and there's this uh, young guy who's just throwing fireworks. So it's, it's popping off. Going like you know, there's a tension there. Like they don't want to rob him, but that one guy is so strung out, he needs to rob him. And we didn't mention John C. Riley's also in this, and he's <laughs> he is fucking so good. so good in this movie. Yeah, like this might be one of his best roles in like yeah. a lifetime of amazing roles, right? It, it like yeah, Hard and, Hard Eight or Sydney or whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first movie. Have you guys seen that? I like Hard Eight. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it. awesome. It's awesome. This is like. Just such a leap in terms of style. Mm-hmm. Like everything's filled with style. It's, it's like you you t- gave this guy a bunch of money. He was like, okay, I've got all of these ideas yeah. and I'm going to put them all in a movie. So cool. So slick, man. Like even like when he comes out with his name, like I'm seeing this bright light and in bright light you see on the screen, Dirk Diggler flash in. With yeah. like, ah, it's, it's, I'm giving it 8.5. I love this movie. Yeah. yeah. I might even be, yeah, that's a, uh, I've been watched, I watched that. It's probably been about, Eight years now, so that's. Yeah, I was thinking after I finished, I'm maybe like, nine. I'm gonna put on the master, but like, ah, I'm gonna wait till after 07, I guess. <laughs> like, Maddie's just like, I've got my top ten list. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's been a long six months of 07, and like, I, I, I want to watch movies that I want to watch. It it is uh, 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 just a, a quick aside. I know we got a million mm-hmm. movies. I'm gonna start flipping through mine pretty quick after yeah. this, but um, I do find I love this year thing but i also kind of hate it mm-hmm. i felt the same way with 85 when we got to kind of like 
The end. Uh, the end kind of, it was just like, I just want to well, fucking you, watch whatever it's I want to watch. It's, it's all of our fault, though. Like, we knew if you started, like, right from January, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be so bad. You could spread them out. I start, started yeah. pretty close this year. And I, but I think, you were probably doing, like, one. One or two a week, yeah. Like, for me, it, this still is where I did. pretty good, right? For me, like, where it's like, you know, two weeks, I'm stuck mm-hmm. watching nothing but 2007. That's where I don't like it. But, yeah, I, again, I, think, I, I blame myself. Yeah, that's <laughs> but that's basically all I end up. Yeah. But even slashers, I've started pretty early. But again, I still feel like I have no fucking time. I want to get through like three hundred movies. Well, well that's the thing. Months. Like, I still have a list for two thousand seven, and it's over. It's like a hundred and fifteen. Wow. Yeah. And and these are movies that I've either seen and would like to revisit, but I and I'm starting to get to the point where I've I've started taking them away. I'm not going to revisit this. But there's probably like. 70, 60, 70 movies that I've found through research mm-hmm. and this was like, I never saw this. I'd like to see this movie. I've been kind of lucky for the, for 2007, there's not too many new movies I wanted to see. Like some of these I'm checking out because I need something to watch on the train that I can download mm-hmm. yeah. on my phone from like a Netflix from my streaming app. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there hasn't been too many, I don't know how many too many new ones are going to make my list. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna race. So I got four 2007 horror. I'm gonna race them because I actually don't have too much to say yeah. about them. Paranormal Activity. Uh, this this one I guess like came out. They did 2007, but then this is like a. Fa- this was an edit, and then Spielberg came in and they edited it down. And then the one version that we all know is not released till 2009. But again, we're going by IMDb's um, date. That's how we decided. Excuse me. And it, I think it's pretty much the same thing. Anyways, I don't have too much to say about this film. This is a film I go back and forth on. Like, if I'm in the right mood... It's scary, right? It, like It kind of a- works for me. And there, it is still kind of scary. But then if I'm not, it's like bad acting and nothing happening. And, and if you're watching it on like a Sunday afternoon with the sun I was like, I watched it at nighttime, yeah. but I just wasn't feeling yeah. as much. Like, I still liked it, but like... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I struggle with this it's one a lot. It's more of an experience than it is a movie. I find yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a, like a three D film. It's like, like all the shit to... that they're talking about during the day. Yeah. Don't care about. Yeah. Then you get it cuts to the nighttime. You hear that the music stirring that score. Mm-hmm. You know something. What's going to happen? Like there's some cool stuff. The footprints through the powder mm-hmm. is pretty creepy. There's definitely some creepy moments. And I do like that this one again before it gets too crazy. It kind of keeps it. The scores are subtle. It's like. You know the doors moving at night. Uh, you know I do like it. It starts off. almost yeah. right away, though. Yeah, which, you, mm-hmm. you're not getting like, oh well, uh, this is the family, and yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's fine. I'm gonna go six and a half. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it did go down for me though again, but who knows? Next time, you know, maybe one day we'll do a mood. best found footage. And <laughs> this was, this was on my. That's the only way I think I'm watching this ever again. It's, yeah. Um, I did Blackwater from 2007. Have you guys seen this? I see alligator one. Yeah, is it alligator or croc? I always uh, get yeah. confused. <laughs> they're, they're pretty much the same I, animal. Yeah, sorry, this is saltwater croc. Yeah. So yeah, this is um no, it's not a true story. But anyways, this uh, this this um this couple and their young and the girl's younger sister um are gonna go on. I think they had a trip planned. It doesn't like work out, so they're like, oh, let's go check out this this croc. But they get there late, and the guy's like, well, I can. I, I got a boat. I can take you guys out if you want to go see it. So they're going to go out to the swamp. Um, not Sorry, it's not to see a croc. It's just go out to the swamp and go fishing. Um, there's supposed to be no crocodiles left in this area. And of course there is. Their boat gets tipped over. Um, their guide gets killed immediately. I'm not spoiling it. This all happens early on. And pretty much the film is these people are stuck in a tree. How yeah, are they going to get out? Get out? It's one of those films where it's pretty well done. There's some great scares. Mm-hmm. Like there's a great scare where the person trying to get in the croc kind of slowly pops up behind. Like I don't know. It might be like 
it's not as silly as some of the nature gone amok that yeah. I know is, is not your thing. This might be possibly more because it does kind of feel realistic. Some of their choices, for the most part, seem like okay. That's a choice you might make if you're stuck um, in this situation. I have another nature. I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. But, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, a, a 2007 nature gone amok that also kind of plays it a little bit more straight. Is it okay? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, my problem with this film is that like. It is an hour and a half of people stuck in a tree. It gets a bit It does, like, get repetitive. There's a great scene, though, where it's a lightning storm. I don't know if they ripped this off from open water or open water ripped them off, but there's there's a thunderstorm, and it kind of goes all black, and you just hear the crunching of one of the characters getting eaten alive, Mm -hmm. and they can hear, and then you're getting flashes of the thunder of it happening. Like, there's some stuff there. The director never really went on to anything, which is weird, Mm. because I think there is... There's something there, and the, the actors I don't think did too much either. But they're all pretty mm. good. Like it never it's like felt the open water alligator movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think if you like that, you'll probably yeah. like this. But yeah, I'm gonna go six and a half on that one as well. All like right. again, I liked it. I, I remember liking it more before it did go down for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try to check out. If there's another croc from 2007 film, which I guess I won't get to talk about. But maybe we'll see if it makes my Is best. That the of, Australian one, uh, Rogue. I yeah. remember enjoying, but again, it's been it's been mm-hmm. some time. Is that three alligator movies? I think there was, right? Yeah. yeah, you talked about another one. Uh, and then, sorry, I got two more races quickly. Uh, inside 2007, this is the, the part of that French, is it French? Not French New Wave, it was French um, I thought it was Extreme. Called it Fr- yeah. I think it's French Extreme. Extremism? Yeah. Or- uh, but yeah, so this was directed by, the, the. I think they were two, uh, were they brothers or just friends? Um Yeah, Ju- Julian Mori and Alexandra... Bastille? Bastille? I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Anyways, these guys like have done a bunch of films. I haven't seen a lot of them have been hard to find, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard too many good things, which is weird, because this is their debut film, and it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and it has, like, a, a pretty, like, uh, what's, Beatrice Dahl is in it. Like, like f- she's a pretty big French mm-hmm. actress. Yeah, she's she's got uh, an interesting look to her. I guess she makes a great fucking villain. But yeah, the, the story. There's not much to the vi- the story. It opens up. There's a car crash. Um, this woman's uh, husband or boyfriend gets killed in the car crash, but she's got a child, and she's still gonna have it. But like, you almost get the impression she doesn't want it. Like she's just fucking down and depressed. Um, it's Christmas time. Um, the baby's due, I think, like on Christmas Day or something around that mm-hmm. time. Um, and then whatever, she goes to bed. And this fucking woman breaks into her house with a pair of scissors, and she is gonna get this baby out somehow. So it's uh, it's um, what do you call those uh, uh, cat and mouse games? Or, no, like uh, where they it's, home um, invasion. Home invasion, yeah. It's pretty much a home invasion. It's done extremely well. The gore in this violence is, is fucking insane. Um, and I think a lot of it's practical. I think it, maybe it's a mix of the two. Yeah. But even like before, it, like before it really gets into it, like she shows up knocking the door, and you kind of, you know, there's they do some stuff where she's behind her. Like there's some really mm-hmm. fucking cool. It's an impressive um, film. Impressive film. Uh, again, this is one that kind of like sometimes I'm higher on something to go down. Like it is a fucking just the subject matter it, it's is so only bleak. Like Eighty and minutes though. Up. It's like a small, uh, shorter movie. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, I'm gonna go seven and a half out of ten. I, yeah. I still like it a lot. Um, this is one one I've got to be in the right mood for it. I'll just watch say that for a long time. Yeah. I think I even got it from you maybe one shot October and yeah, just okay. didn't run. Uh, so you, you got to be in the right mood. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be trying to fit it in. Uh, and then one more I'm gonna talk about um, that I, we've praised on this show on the p- 
previous show for the longest time. No one fucking knew about it. No one knew who this director was. Now he's a big director. Of course, I'm talking about Jeremy Saulnier's Murder, Murder Party. Party. Yeah. Which may still be my favorite film. I know Green yeah. Room is so much fucking better. Yeah. Like Green Room on a technical yeah. level, it's like like this is like kind of like you know I have no budge. I'm trying to figure out things. Mm. Green Room is like I'm a fucking top of the game yeah. filmmaker. But I don't know. There's something about it. I just love the simplicity of the story. I love the idea. I love that it takes place on Halloween. Mm. You're getting costumes. He's always filming. You know the decorations and stuff. Mm. But yeah, the idea is they fucking throw out a send out an invitation to see if anyone's dumb enough to show up to a murder party, which is literally. You're going to show up and we're going to murder you. Yeah. But it's like these fucking artistic... Oh, the worst people in the world. Just like idiot. <laughs> What's the cause of death going to be? Art. <laughs> There's a line from this. Yeah. Awesome. Just like your your typical douchebag art, art <laughs> yeah. students. Um, but the, yeah, like they're idiots and it's just so fun in the dialogue. There's so much great dialogue in it. And ah, mm. like, I, I don't know. I have a blast with this movie. Again, it did go down a little bit for me. Maybe I think I, sh- again, when you're not watching this, I think watching on Halloween just puts you in the, yeah. the mood more for the spirit more. Uh, I'm going to still go seven and a half out of 10 though. If you haven't seen this one, I highly recommend it has, um, uh, Macon Blair, who went on to do a bunch of his films, I think mm-hmm. this is one of his first films too, and he, he's fun in this. But it's just I think he's film. In a, he's seen other uh, Jeremy Solney pictures too, isn't he? Yeah, like he's in yeah. Blue Ruin, um, and he's in uh, what's the the last one he did? Uh, yeah, well, I can't remember that. I, I like he did that. that other film that's quite good too. That wasn't. I think actually he directed it. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. Long hair or something? Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it. it. It's good as well. But yeah, it's just this fun film. And like, it kind of starts out as like, how are they going to do it? But it's just like one sequence after another goes wrong. And because they're, again, they're fucking idiots. But then it gets, it ramps up to like a horror film because the last like 20 minutes is just insane and blood and everyone's dying and everything's going wrong. And Hold the uh, Dark, yeah. Is the other one. He, um, he hasn't made anything in a while. Well, he was supposed to, he was filming Rebel Ridge with, um, who's the dude from uh, Attack the Block and uh, um, Star Wars Force. Oh, uh, John. Um, um, Bodega. Oh, Bodega. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, Sounds like it's been recast. Yeah, but I, I think that guy just like left in the middle. Huh. <laughs> Film, like didn't tell anyone, just like walked off on set and never, and didn't come back. Um, so who knows what happened there? But yeah, I think they're finally back to tune, but I think, yeah, that that's... That's been like years in the making. It feels oh, like, crazy. and I think he, COVID probably didn't help either. I think yeah, it was under COVID. I think he and, was also fired from a television show too. The like, director was. Yeah, yeah. I think he hmm. he started doing uh, True Detective, and they were going to give him the whole. Uh, they were going to give him a whole season. I think it was the latest one they they axed him. So. Huh. Uh, yeah, like I think he's. In, mm-hmm. I think he's one of the better. Yeah, I, I like all of his. All I mean, even like Hold the Dark that I didn't love, it was still very well made movie. Like, and and I, this was Murder Party was. I could see this going. I, I think I think some of the acting graded me a little bit the yeah. first time I watched it. Where yeah, maybe I, I could I just I, maybe I could just roll with it. Yeah, um, that's the problem. It was very independent, right? Like some of the uh, actors. But are, I, yeah. I don't know. To me, like it, it didn't stand out mm. because again, they're supposed to be like they're 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 fake. They're yeah. They're bullshitters. Everything that comes out of their mouth, it's all an act, right? It's yeah. all like they're they think they're again. It's that stereotypical, you know, yeah. artist douchebag. It's just not a surprise that almost none of them. Did anything yeah. to me? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and like I think I might be able to just get into that. I like I think I I, I probably had it like a six point five, maybe a yeah. seven last time. Um, I think it'll go up. Next I, I've thought about doing this this at, uh, in a Shocktober again yeah. because I, I there was something about it like I really did dig the vibe of it a lot and I love the story. Yeah. Uh, and and there, there's some great comedy too, like just yeah. the nerdy guy and he builds his night out for the card when that the, you know the stuff with his cat. Did it? Did I get my rating? Did I say what? Seven point five. Yeah, seven point five. There we go. Uh, Adam, what do you got? Uh, so I I watched uh, an, a Nature Gone Amuck film from uh, 2007. This is Rogue. This yeah. is the other Croc movie, uh, the Wolf Creek guy, um, which I I never seen Wolf Creek. So this is my uh, debut, I guess. Greg McLean uh, flick. It's uh, this group, this tourist group. They're gonna go in nor- Northern Territory in Australia, which I don't know much about, but I guess only it's the size of Texas, and only two thousand people live there. Or that's what they say on yeah, the, yeah, movie. yeah. That could be like the uh, Hollywood geography. It stars uh, uh, Radham Mitchell, Michael uh, Varden is kind of like our hero character uh, there, and then you've got Sam Worthington uh, in in an early film role where he actually has a personality. Mm. Um, which they must have sucked that out with when when they made him because they actually like made him paraplegic for Avatar, right? Mm. He's a guy that like Hollywood has just been trying to force on us for the longest time. Like he was headlining Clash of the Titans, mm. Avatar, um, Terminator, yeah, and it's like he wasn't. He was like unmemorable in everything he did. Mm. Like the movies did okay, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. Probably, so maybe uh, he has a track record. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, yeah, so they go down there. They see these two guys, which are basically the Maddie and, and Kyle, these two kind of douchebags. Cool bags, dudes. <laughs> uh, that, that cause a ruckus. But, so there, there's a little bit of tension there, but then they keep going down, and the boat gets flipped, crocodile in the water. Yep. They're put on this island, but it's a river, uh, a tide river, so the water is going to keep going up, and it adds a lot of tension mm-hmm. there. Um and I don't want to say too much else. I think there's some really great set pieces. It also does have a uh Mio Waszkowski in in one of her first uh roles. Uh this must have been filmed earlier. Earlier than 2007 cuz she thinking. was like Is she the kid in it? Yeah, she's the kid oh, in wow. it. Wow. Hmm. Um, I remember digging this, but it's been it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I do remember some of the CGI being a little eh, Yeah, if you think if you have a problem with the mist, I I kept thinking at the end of it like this is way worse. worse. Huh. Um, they do some practical stuff that I, I is, wonder if kind of like in the dark kind of works. Is well but done. Not so I think much. too though the mist yeah. is like this big Hollywood Frank Darabont Stephen King. You just yeah. expect better. You go in expected better. Whereas this is like this little indie Australian movie. I've I said it know. before. Mm-hmm. They're all the same in my eyes. I'm watching uh, them yeah. with the same eyes. Whether a four year old made it or uh, their dad made it doesn't matter to you. Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm gonna give it. I think I, I enjoyed it. Some really good set pieces, some some good yeah. tension. Yeah, the CGI spectacle stuff at the end, and some of the decisions start becoming a little bit dumb for me. But mm. it goes for places other movies might not. Um, yeah, I think I'll go seven. Yeah, six point five seven for that one. I, I was on the fence, but no, I, a good one. And then uh, I'm also going to just power through some 2007 movies. I watched. Uh, Boarding Gate. This is the Oliver uh, uh, yes I can never say his name. He's the guy that did Irma Vep, uh, Personal Shopper, which I love both of those movies. Um, 
did not love this. This stars Asia Argento. Why did... Oh. Asia Argento. I feel like you've watched a bunch of her films recently, mm-hmm. no? No, just this one. Oh, I thought I saw I had, uh, I had three of her movies. She's in three big-time like art film director movies in this year. That's mm-hmm. crazy. This I was thinking about watching all three. I just this, can't now. Does this ruined it for you? She's terrible. That's crazy. Yeah. Like how? They, but at some point they thought she was gonna be the next big thing. You have her and Michael Masden doing all these kind of like, oh, this is so sexy. This dialogue isn't this the sexiest dialogue? I'm, was she smoking a cigarette? You do at all the time? these kind of <laughs> fucked up shit to me, and I like it. Blah blah. Mm. And and Michael Madsen is disgusting looking in this movie. Looks like he's gonna. I, how, I'm I'm amazed he hasn't had a heart attack. It just looks like he's about to keel over. <laughs> The whole time. The whole first part of the movie is this bullshit, awful dialogue. I hated the first bit. And uh, it does go into, like, kind of what it sets up, this more spy, not spy thriller, but kind of like corporate, another corporate espionage thing where the corporations are so big, they're actually the bad people that will, like, the gangsters, and they'll just kill you if something happens. Um the acting's never good. Kim Gordon shows up from Sonic Youth at one point huh. speaking Cantonese, and it's like, what? What's going on here? Uh, but she's not good in it. It's cool seeing Kim Gordon in a movie. All the interplay relationships sucks. It's too bad. I just wish they had the fucking, oh, shit, this crazy thing happened, and now we have to go to China and, and run through the streets, mm-hmm. and, and, and who do I trust and who do I don't trust? Like, that stuff was cool, uh, and that stuff, why it's, I'm going to give it probably, like, Five, I, I, I would have been like a three. Oh wow! Before I, I was hating <laughs> this movie, and this was one I was kind of like. You excited about? I just liked the, that guy's other movies so much. Uh, and then another kind of big time uh, director, Eric Romer, who I've only seen uh, Chloe in the Afternoon or Love in the Afternoon, which is a 1970s movie, which I also remember really loving. So I'm thinking. This is his last movie. I'll watch this. It's called The Romance of Astria and and Celadon. Oh, man. It's just like one of these romance pictures where they're trying to tell you that that this is the most romantic thing ever, this conceit that happens, and it's the opposite of the most romantic thing. It's basically this guy... He, the girl thinks he's cheating on her, so she tells him to go away. And he's like, I'm going to drown myself. This is all in the beginning. So he goes and does that, and then he's kidnapped, and he's like, she told me that I could never see her and again, so I won't, even after he escapes and does all this stuff. It's like, she huh. doesn't care now. She thinks you're dead. Let's just go back and see, man. Stop yeah. hiding out in the fucking woods being a whiny bitch yeah. the whole time. Uh, f- another five. Like, there's some like. <laughs> Did he get her back by putting like one of them ads in the newspaper? No, it, it almost. Like, do you like pina coladas and that kind of like shit? some like it, it's also based in like uh, the time of the druids. I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay, like 800 years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not a rec. Not not a recommend uh, for me at all. And then uh, the last one from 2007 that is a, a pretty. Solid recommend is Lee Chang Dong, uh, who did Burning, which was top two or three for me, uh, I think, in in, uh, one of our years that we Mm -hmm. did. Whenever the Burning Uh, came out? Whenever Burning came out, 2018 maybe, uh, that one. So that uh, top director, I've never seen any of his other work. Um, This is one where this, this woman, she moves to her husband, who's implied he's dead, his hometown, but, but it's kind of left gray. They moved back there because he said how, how much he liked growing up there, and she's going to restart again. 
I kind of like there's this like quirky kind of off bent humor about it, and then things go kind of crazy. There's a kidnapping of the son, and and like a lot of Korean huh. movies, the tone is just like all over the map, all over the map. But they somehow make it work. Mm-hmm. The thing that I just couldn't, there's just a little bit of contrivance in how what happens to make this woman's life turn to religion. What movie you didn't say you just said Secret it was Sunshine. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, did I say maybe I don't I did. think so anyways Secret Sunshine it's it's uh, from 2007 again um, she goes to religion and all this stuff is interesting but the, the whole basis of why it's happening I just couldn't quite get my grasp s- so I, I know why it's happening it just felt too easy or something mm. um, I'm still going to give it 7.5 still re- really really uh, liked good, it eh? it's really a uh, great movie like I'm, I'm going to watch this other this is two for two The like yeah. Burning was like a it was up there for you. It was you, like wasn't an it? 8.59 movie for me. Um, so. I was about the friendship, the two guys. Yeah, it's yeah. with Steve Yoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and uh, yeah, they have the friendship, but they're both kind of around that girl the yeah. whole time. And it, it just loved. I do love how he'll take you things into unexpected ways. I just mm-hmm. felt like maybe it was one turn too many mm-hmm. uh, in this one that could have been a little bit subtler. Well, uh, going off of those kind of uh, films from artistic directors, let, let's go the opposite way. <laughs> How about if I watched five slashers oh, that, shit. that all have blood in the title? <laughs> I only got two slashers. In. I went for the blood theme. Uh, so I'm going to race through these. Blood Link, 1982. This is kind of a giallo slasher directed by Alberto uh, DiMartino. De- um, stars Michael Moriarty, Cameron Mitchell... Um, so Moriarty is this respected doctor. Um, he's using himself as a guinea pig for a new drug that he's working on. And he starts seeing visions of who he thought of his twin, what his twin brother is seeing, uh, who died in a house fire, uh, when he's 17. Thank you. Scott's got Maddie's a beer. in me. Um, so he's, he's seeing visions of his, 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 his um, twin brother, who he thought died when he was 17, um, and his brother happens to be a serial killer. So he's seeing his brother killing all these people. He wants to... Um, uh, fuck, this beer's getting... I'm so excited to drink it. It's yeah. going to be <laughs> um, He wants to, instead of uh, just t- telling the police, get him taken in, he's, uh, he's a doctor. He wants to go and try to help him out. Um, it's just a sleazy, dark... Jalo film, just tons of nudity and sex for the point of nudity yeah. and sex. Uh, the story and character choices make zero sense. It's like, let's just have this person fuck this character for no reason. It doesn't just make sense just DNA. to fit in there. Um, Murray, Murray already, he's always, he's always an interesting actor for me, and he does some yeah, he, strange <laughs> things. He's a strange actor, strange performances. Uh, I didn't love this one, though. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Oh, wow. Um, Keep in mind, I'm watching all these. These are like hard to find movies. All these didn't even get a DVD, so I'm watching kind of shitty VHS transfer. Some of these I could see, and I'll, I'll mention it. I could see maybe they get that sweet vinegar syndrome 4K release. It might go up for me. <laughs> Some of them, like especially these ones, like slashes. A lot of it takes place at nighttime. Yeah. You can't see shit, right? So, um, followed up with the Blood Tracks, 1985. So this is a Swedish Swedish slasher. Uh, opens uh, this woman is. Uh, her husband's abusive to her. She fights back, murders him uh, in self-defense, and then escapes uh, with the family into these like uh, this abandoned kind of mines factory thing in the middle of like a snowy um, 
in the middle of like a snowy mountain thing. And uh, when now we cut to 40 years later, there's this glam rock hair band. Awesome. Uh, and they're going to film a music video up in this uh, this abandoned factory in the middle of the snowy mountains. Um, and then there's an avalanche and they get stuck there. Oh, and no. they, these, it's kind of like Kills Have Eyes in a snowy mountain. They, they, these kind of families become, you know, they've just been surviving on their yeah. own there. They've kind of become, I don't, know about, I don't know about inbred because I don't know if they've grown much, but they're all kind of mutant and gross looking. And they're going to start knocking, they start knocking out the people because they want to stay hidden. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. I loved like the rock sequence. Mm-hmm. I loved like fucking. Did they have like geez. a music like track yeah, numbers? They, yeah, they're sitting there rocking out doing the music video. <laughs> it does start out a little slow but man that last third it picks i think there's like 18 deaths in this movie and th- there's some pretty good stuff you're getting wow. like stabbings uh lots of having throats ripped out decapitations guys a guy set on fire uh there's one woman they set to like this booby trap and it like tears her in half uh guy gets like eye eaten out um spike and pale mints axe to head yeah i had fun with this one again this is one i could see you know getting that good transfer it, it could go up for me. I'm gonna give, still give it a six and a half. I, I had a lot oh, of fun wow. with it. Um, and again, keep in mind, slashers for me a six and a half is yeah. that's why I said it's it, worth a watch. That's why. <laughs> that's why I said. Uh, yeah. Like, you've kind of been uh, under six for a while. Yeah. Um, next, followed up with Blood Massacre from 1987. It's funny. Yeah. There's actually three films from 1987 that blood in the title. Uh, so now this is Blood Massacre. This is like a, I believe a straight to video. Um, Straight a VOD kind of trash film, straight yeah. to video, um, but kind of interesting. The, these criminals rob a video store. I don't know why they huh. would expect a lot of money. I mean, even in the eighties, yeah, it weren't doing that much money. And but anyways, they they rob this this video store and then end up hiding out in this farm. And the twist is, and I don't know if this is the first film. I'm sure other films did it before, but it turns out the nice family uh, farm family that they they uh, end up staying on that they're gonna. Hide, this family is a bunch of serial killers, um, yeah. and they start knocking them off in, in various ways. Um, I had fun with this one as well. Uh, again, I would like to see it um, look better. Like the, the kills weren't anything special, but this one had like it's bad acting. Like it's terrible. You can tell again straight to video. None of these yeah. things had. Or sorry, not straight to video. Like shot on video is what I mean. SOV. Um, none of these these things had like budgets of, of the thousands. Usually you're getting your friends, family, no actors that yeah. never worked, did anything outside. So can, all things considered... Probably still budgets in the thousands. <laughs> yeah. All things considered, like I, I thought it was it was quite good. I, I thought there was some there was some good dialogue there um, between like, you know, the, the, the crazy serial killer family. I thought there's some good stuff there. Um, again, though, I can't go too crazy at this. I'm, I'm kind of like... I'm thinking maybe another six and a half, but again, I, I could see it going, um, going down. up. I, I yeah. did uh, did enjoy that one actually. Um, followed it up with uh, Blood Frenzy <laughs> from 1987. Uh, so this is what one, a theme you got going yeah, on. This is one uh, again. This uh, kind of psychiatrist. Um, her whole thing is called confrontational therapy. So it's just a bunch of random people with problems. We're gonna get to get all together, and if you just tell everyone your problem it'll work out and let's go to the middle of nowhere i think it might have been filmed it's filmed in desert kind of like another kind of like hills have eyes yeah. theme going on here that but hills have eyes was late 70s right so it's weird that like 10 years later we're getting these films are kind of doing it but she has a bunch of random people you got like all the cliches you got the person the girl that doesn't want to be touched you got the girl that's like a nympho and constantly wants to just mm-hmm. fuck 
You got the crazy, the uh, over-the-top stereotypical drunk. You got the Vietnam vet. You got the crazy douchebag who's kind of, I don't know if he's racist, but he's just like a, just a dick. And then you got the aggressive girl who's played by um, Lisa Loring, who I, I think we talked about before. She was Wednesday Nights Family. She did a oh, bunch yeah, of yeah, shitty yeah, yeah. Um, horror films in the 80s because she did Iced, which is another kind of cheesy, fun slasher. But uh, of course they go there and someone is knocking them off one by one. Again, had fun with this one. Again, another like six, six and a half. Um, and then followed it up with uh, Blood Lake 1987, another VOD trash film. Uh, this one is a weird one where two young couples, uh, they're going to go to like a cabin, but they bring the young kid's brother who is like 12 and like this girl, I guess supposed to be his friend who's, he's trying to fuck. Wait. <laughs> and the whole movie, it's like, him trying to fuck her and they're all just like yeah joking about it and high five him and, uh-huh. and it's just fucking weird I've never seen that in a movie like they're even and the kids is just like smart ass comedy like his older brother's trying to rip on him and he's like he's holding his own like burning ham and he's constantly just like talking about how he wants to fuck the girl and then like I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be insinuated that they do fuck and everyone's just like Okay, huh. like it, it's just it's a it's a weird a way of handling creepy. all that. Um, the film itself though is absolutely awful. It drags. I don't think it's that long, but it feels longer. The killer is just like a regular old dude. Um, <laughs> They're not even trying to hide the it. The kills suck. I mean, outside of again, some of like the the dialogue is kind of funny and it is kind of bad. And yeah, like just just this whole kid's story is just so fucking weird. Um, I don't even know if he was twelve. Maybe he was young. It, it was fucking weird. Um, I don't even know what to give this one. This is like a two or three. Did they make more than one Blood Lake? Or is like Blood Lake the name of the TV series from uh, Parks and Rec? Do you know this? Or I, no? I don't think, yeah, I don't think they did a sequel to this piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, I can't remember that now. Because they were doing like, we were live streaming Blood Lake Part 2 or some shit like that. So are you thinking of that... Fart Lake or whatever? Oh, yeah, I mean, it was Blood <laughs> Fart, Fart Lake. Lake. Yeah, sorry. Those are slasher films that they want to make you top 100, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maddie. Um, but yeah, anyways. Kind of had mild success there, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, uh, I, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like I found some gems. Again, I, I'd like to see these in better quality, except for maybe Blood Lake. I'm okay with <laughs> that one staying. Um, I did watch some other horror films, though, but I'll let you jump in. Uh, sure. I'll, uh, I'll, I, I went into some slasher world stuff. Um, from uh, 1983, uh, Lee Thompson, who I quite like, uh, in in the in the past, he's done Cape Fear, Eyes of the Beholder, some Planet of the Ape movie, a bunch of other kind cool. of known stuff. Um, and and this is uh, his. Uh, I guess in the eighties, he made a lot of movies with Charles Bronson. But this is Ten to Midnight. Um, this is a killer who uh, gets completely naked, uh, strips naked, wears nothing but gloves, and. It's still like he doesn't leave evidence, or is there? I forget why he does naked, or is he just fucked in the head? I think I think he sees the knife as his penis oh, okay. is what Charles Bronson ah. says. <laughs> a do- does he play a doctor in this? Like this doc- Doctor Bronson dialogue. Like, well, you see, as it goes, his uh, pally, he's uh, his knife is uh, probably his, his dick. That's There's some interesting. Isn't this the one where like Bronson, the like, because he gets off and he plants evidence? Like he's not necessarily yes. the, the heroic. It takes a oh. long time to get to that part, I will say. So it starts off, it's got this killer, he's doing this, Bronson is is after him, he's he's fighting him, but it's like the worst procedural 
ever. Yeah. Like it's just so bad as a procedural. Well, it's like a Canon Bronson film, I, I believe. Yes. So if you're if you've seen any other Canon, you, you have you know seen the Death Wish se- sequels? You know what you're getting. And into. it's it's filled up with it's a like, this is a sleazy. Yeah, uh, movie. all Canon films are and, sleazy in all, all respects. Um, but it's also got like this kind of conservative paranoia that's big in the A's. Like, if you let this happen, guess what? They're going to get away with everything and they're going to come for you. But like, you can tell at this point, probably Jay Lee Thompson believes this, or at least the screenwriter believes this, because it's that's mm. that's the whole thing. Like, the ending is so like not ridiculous in a good way. It could be in your home, or your home, or your home. <laughs> it's basically saying that without saying that. Like, it's a different kind of thing. It's more about, like, mental health kind of stuff. But, like, there is... I could see why it has a uh, a cult. Like, I, I think I've enjoyed this one You've got Bronson, like, screaming at a guy for being a virgin, and, and he's whipping around his sex toy yeah, at the, the same time. Yeah, the dildo uh, in the interrogation <laughs> well, room. Well, it's not a dildo. It's like oh, a fuck toy or, or something, something okay. that he, he has sex with. Um yeah, it just tries to put all these things together, and a lot of them are not interesting. And I know that some people just go, "Who cares?" Like all the other stuff is super interesting. Yeah. I just can't like. I love. I like the zaniness that crops mm-hmm. up in this film every once. In a yeah, while. and and that usually and it brings is so me in. sleazy and. And then it does flip, like you say. You think you're gonna get this other? Aren't some of the kills pretty fucking dark too? Like, doesn't it kind of go? Like some of the people that die are people you wouldn't expect, or I don't know. I, I could be getting this mixed no, up. No, I don't you know? think anybody you don't expect. There is like a setup in an apartment where like he's, he's going, going after his daughter or something. He goes after yeah. his daughter. None of it's unexpected, I, mm. I would say. Um, anyways, I, I'm gonna just put this into the not for me column. <laughs> and five and a half. It almost. I felt like maybe this is gonna be for me for a second. Uh, maybe it's gonna twist, and I'm gonna like this more. But actually, it twists one too many times, and and I kind of found it repulsive um i think that's the perfect way to describe the film it is kind of a repulsive exploitive <laughs> like like bronson sleaze fest you talk about some of these like i feel way grosser watching this than gone baby gone like that yeah yeah well because uh, like i know i disagree they're exploiting uh, a lot in these i think movies, though these films movies. just are so ridiculous and mm. campy like you can't take any of it seriously we're gone baby gone like that's all that shit really happens. Those people really exist. But out this there. is still someone's worldview. Is like all this shit in these movies. They're like, this is what people want to see on screen. Yeah, but exactly. I think it's canon though. Like, okay, we gotta have this every ten minutes. Like they actually had. Like they talk about the documentary. Like every yeah. ten minutes, you have to have at least explosion this explosion or boom, either nudity, or... rape, super violence, like. You know. Anyways, like yeah. that stuff does none of that appeals to me in any sort of way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, like I always struggle with this. Uh, but then I watched another slasher, uh, Hell Knight from 1981. Oh yeah, that that starts off really uh, great. Where it's this Hell Knight party. It's at the these sorority or fraternity. They're partying. They're all dressed. Everybody's up. dressed up. They're on the street, uh, and it's really a great kind of setup. And then they go, they. I, do they walk there? Does everybody walk to this I think old they, they mansion? Drive there oh, I think yeah, they walk, a... but they have cars. They're all yeah. like, walking. Like, everybody's partying. It's a parade, have, I guess. Yeah. And it's basically these pledges are going to have to spend a night in this old mansion that these terrible things happen. And they tell the story about this family that this this uh, husband and wife, all they had were these children that, that came out grotesque and whatever. And now you're going to have to spend there. Have a good night. And then these guys are going to play pranks with them. All of this, I'm great setup, right? So into, and I'm. I was like, 
I'm so excited. I'm going to like love one of these slashers that, hmm. that Maddie yeah. and Kyle loves. The problem is the next half an hour to 40 minutes is people just like creeping around in the dark setting up the uh... See, I, yeah I, I love that but you're right like that is a complaint even for slasher yeah. fans some people are down with it others aren't it some people do feel this film drags i don't know i love that about it and i think you're gonna feel the same way but the prowler drags even more and it's yeah. a lot of the same it, it, they walk so slow i've never seen people but I, I love watch the, the slower than this and it's just got but a cool atmosphere they're not actually and... uh, that's the other thing they're the mansion is supposed to have all these compartments all these kind of cool things yeah they don't go in there till right at the end they set it up like mm-hmm. they they're going in there and they're setting up then they don't do that then they're on the rooftop that is not a great space and they're walking slow and then he's going down the thing slow it's like what happened to all these people's legs is if they got some bad potion well, they gotta be, linda uh... blair is it can bear is i think is actually just incredibly unathletic because like she has to run at one point it's like yeah make her walk slow everyone else walk as slow as linda yeah, blair that could be it but there, she has a bad back <laughs> but there's there's three setups out in the dark it's not in the house. It's in these grounds that are not interesting but at all. But aren't people getting off in these uh, setups? Yeah, the guys that set up the, yeah. the, uh, the pranks. The one, uh, a bunch of them, the, no the one dies. Um, so the one, they find the body, and then he runs back. There's another one where they both kind of go out, and mm. nothing ends up happening. There's like a sp- scary yeah. thing that well, happens. There's eight deaths in the movie. That's pretty good. It's not a like, there's, and the first death is actually like a great kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a good setup and it looks great. Most of the other ones aren't. I like I like the 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 guy dressed as Robin Hood though, and mm-hmm. he's fucking the the one girl. I think I think they're kind of fun. The, yeah, they they have a kind of good, other. but like mm-hmm. the way that she goes is like a nothing thing, and mm-hmm. I just it ends good. Like the the ending's like a good horror movie end with. You know, Linda Blair, yeah. final girl in it up. And uh, I just like, it was a long time of nothing. And even when you'd get something, it would be like a flash. Killer doesn't look great. Yeah. yeah I, li- I like the killer. But... Like, it's, I like the killer story. I like how he's yeah. all in there. Anyways, I'm going to give it, I think, 6.5. Like, I, I like this movie. If they yeah. had done something with that middle and it didn't just fucking go. I like. I think this would have been like, oh, guys. I thought for sure because I love the setup. Mm-hmm. I love when they're setting everything up in the house. Yeah. Love the first kill. I'm like, guys right. have done it. I feel like that's how I felt maybe the first time. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. now I kind of love all that shit now. I don't know. Yeah, like uh, that would be that would hesitate me jumping right back into this, knowing mm-hmm. like there's and maybe you got to like maybe it's the right mood. You're you just want to be Halloween. Halloween, but but they actually watch how slow they walk. Oh well, next maybe I'll watch this. I, no one can. Like. We're on a podcast, but yeah. my hand like it's they, it looked like, like uh, what's that? Uh, Buzz Aldrin on the moon? Or yeah, like, that. like they're all so slow. I don't understand. Mm. I know they're trying not to get caught, but they're not going anywhere. <laughs> you got to go somewhere, people. Anyways, uh, th- that's that's the end of my slashers for this week. Okay, well I got a couple more, and then I'll end it off too. I'll, I'll try to race through these. Uh, so I watched, um, I, I talked, I've been talking about Pete Walker. I've been checking out because he did a couple Sasha films. Mm-hmm. Really dug Frightmare. Uh, didn't dig, uh, what was the the one, the house of... Castle Blood. Freak or... No, it was no. like Blood in... Um... Stuart Gordon, I think. Fuck, no. Um... <laughs> Blood in Stuart Gordon? Yeah, you know that one. The Flesh and Blood show didn't really like yeah. that much, uh, which is too bad because what a great fucking title. 
This one I this one I enjoyed more. Still not hitting the high of Frightmare, but again, this is one that like you might get something more out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's one of those ones you could. Is it a slash film? Like I think it still counts because it definitely has those elements. But then, so what happens is um, this girl uh, she's got this kind of rock star boyfriend, and he takes off, and um, you know she's kind of like sad, and she's needs someone to talk to and a priest just came in town that she went to school with but he's not available but she ends up going into is it called the pew is that where you go and talk the confessional confessional um so she goes in the confessional there's not hoping that that priest's going to be there it's not this old priest and whatever i guess you know he kind of like she's like ah you know i thought someone else gonna be here but he kind of like pushes just confess you have to have something Mm -hmm. and so she talks about she had this abortion stuff and he's kind of like I don't know, like, he's really kind of, is he getting off on this? We don't, he's acting, like, really weird, weird. and it, like, it's a strange performance, but he, something, and, like, and you don't know, is it, like, because, no, like, he he wants to punish people that have, for their sins, or is he, like, is there a sexual attraction to her? Um, but it kind of comes this thing where this priest is obsessed with her. He's breaking her, her house at the middle of the night. Huh. He's going to go kill the boyfriend that left her and made her have an abortion. And it, it kind of becomes a slash film like that because all these people are getting knocked off. And he's doing them with the different, like, oh, like what's the that thing effects? that you, you hang from a, a chain? It's got kind of like a lantern. Yeah, what's that called? The um, the, um, the, the church thing. Yeah. Um, Fuck, I can't think of it. But he's fucking swinging that, beating someone over the head with that. He's strangling people with the crosses. Um, all the kills are kind of related to the, the. But but there's there's just a lot of weird elements. He's that he's got a um, uh, the woman who's actually was the mom in in Frightmare. She's he, she's a maid that's got a patch and like there's an weird relationship. And she's there to watch his mother, who is like pretty much almost like like she can't talk or anything at this time. But she's got secrets. She's kind of doing shit when he's not there. And she's playing, like, don't play that record player. You know you're not supposed to. Uh, there's just a lot of weird shit going on. And just the performance of this priest is something. Like, he's just fucking creeping. And, like, even he he taped the whole confessional thing, and he's blackmailing her with it. And, and no one's believing her. Like, they think, oh, you know, you're, you're, did, you know, your boyfriend left you. Like, this priest didn't do this shit. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, everyone's blaming her and thinking she's crazy. And it's just, yeah. That yeah. just sounds pretty dope, it's, actually. It, yeah, it's, it's one of, like, there's the slasher elements that are fun where mm-hmm. he's knocking them off with the, the church items. But there's another sub, there's more to it where I think that's something maybe you would get out of the, the weird performance from the, the priest and mm-hmm. just, it goes places. Yeah, I, I found it uh, interesting. Again, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go s- probably another six and a half. Uh, this okay. one might be a seven. It might be a seven for me. Um, I wanted more of the, <laughs> the, the I, I wanted more of the, the church killing. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is one I'm definitely going to uh, pick up on Blu-ray and revisit. Um, I also did uh, Scream one and two. Oh, alright. I keep on force feeding these on myself. Uh, these are the big franchise for anyone. This franchise is so fucking big. Everyone's so excited. Everyone loved five mm. and six. It was hype on yeah. all of this. I, I like the first, and I just can't get much out of the other ones. Yeah, the first one I remember being really good too. It just seems like a lesser version of the first one, doesn't it? But even the first one, I, I, I it's the first one is good. Mm-hmm. The first one's good. My problem is like not enough Matthew Lillard. Well, again, <laughs> because it's just a dude going around with a, a dagger. Like none of the kills are any ever that exciting. And mm-hmm. I, like, there's some scary stuff, but again, like it's just a dude in a suit that just keeps on coming back, and it's a different person because of that. There's no like. You don't have like, oh, it's Jason Voorhees back. It's like, yeah. oh, it's random person in suit. 
as they keep on going, it just like gets more ludicrous. It's like, oh, this family member is now getting revenge. Then this, like, it, it it's yeah. got to the point where it's space balls, where it's like, it does seem like it's that. Mother, right? sisters who watched my dog's gold, fi- like, it's it's ridiculous how they try to count these. Oh, yeah, the first film is great though. Matthew Lillard, Lillard is a lot of fun in there. Mm. Um, uh, Rose McGowan uh, is good. Um, Drew Barrymore. That's, Drew Barrymore has a great. The, the opening is the opening yeah. is great, fantastic. Is fantastic. I, I I will, and I haven't seen a lot of these because yeah, I, I, I struggle. I think it it peaks in part one. The first first scene. Yeah, yeah. you might be right. Actually, I think that's like, the best. I've ever seen. I do like Jamie Kennedy too. Like he's working at the video store and he's kind of going over. Yeah, this is definitely the best thing he's ever done. Like for sure. I'm not a huge fan of that, but Um, Courtney Cox is kind of the bitchy reporter. She's kind of fun in that. Mm -hmm. But again, Nev Campbell is kind of a boring lead. And yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of like great highs in this film, and then there's some stuff that like. It's totally like that. It's it's like was this even rated R? Because the violence isn't that. I probably PG thirteen. I don't know, and this is kind of like the beginning. Like, I almost feel like some of the knockoffs I like better. Like, I feel like I had I more was fun with this. I, Urban I, Legends I, I and get, Valentine. Well, I was thinking, like, even Scary Movie, I get, like, characters confused because Scary yeah. Movie, like, parodied it yeah. so well. I'm like, is Dewey, like, like a dope, or is he, like... Yeah, yeah his character kind of sucks, and he seems yeah. to die every single film, but he mm. seems to somehow survive. I still, Again, I still really like the first one. I think there's some great sequences, mm. great tra- chase sequences. I think the ending was a big shocker at the time, and I think it still works and holds up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give the first one a seven and a half. Scream 2, like you said, I, I really don't have much to say about it. Like You have the opening with, um, what's her name, um, Jada Pinkett. Oh, in the movie theater, yeah. I don't like Jada Pinkett. I don't know. Yeah. She just feels like she's like an unfunny bitchy Wanda Sykes like yeah. I feel like she's trying to always do those those speeches but she's just like a miserable yeah there's, no, almost, there's no charm to it she almost comes off like she's not I don't want to say racist but like I don't know she's constantly like I, I don't know I don't like her character yeah I every it seems like she's always playing that same character in a lot of things and I don't like her and most of the things I've seen her in and it doesn't seem like I'd probably like her in real life either but uh, yeah this is more of the same again you get some like Sarah Michelle Geller's in this uh, a lot of the people return. Jerry O'Connell is in this. Is Nev- <laughs> really? He's terrible as uh, Nev Campbell's boyfriend. He does, huh. he does a thing. Where, I forgot was in. Yeah. He does a thing where he does like this whole, he's trying to do like the Top Gun thing in the middle of the cafeteria and he does a singing and dancing. Uh. It's so bad. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's crim, he, crim, he does like semi charm kind of life or something. How are like they in that? high school? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He must have been like thirty two at this point. <laughs> Leah Shriver's in this, who kind of seems like he's wasted. Same thing with Laurie Metcalf. Like those are two mm. great actors, and I feel yeah. like they don't. They just feel wasted. I always remember the end of this movie and it yeah, ending, and yeah. I went. Really? If, this is it? if you're not taking this seriously, why should I take this seriously? And it gets kind of worse deal. and worse with yeah. each one. I find I don't. I'm gonna try to get through this and maybe see if I'm wrong about these sequels. But um, yeah, I, I, again, I think the first one is strong. I don't mm. feel like it's as strong as other people. Though. Like mm. some people, that's like number one for them. I, I. It don't was a disappointment so. when I revisited it. Like it's not a, a bad movie by mm-hmm. any means, but I watched it. I think two Shocktober's ago. And I yeah, ca- it's passable. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, I understand that we all think Wes Craven is a hack, especially Kyle. He always <laughs> mentions it on the show. Um, That's uh, not true. I don't think that. 
<laughs> I love every time you try to like set us up. You're you're like you're throwing up these like lob fishes. Like I'm not going to hack. I'm, I'm not we gonna never get people, bite. Like nope, we're not doing. I'm not going to get people. I do. I, I I will say I don't like. He's not my favorite director. Like I don't have the same attachment to his films that I do like a John Carpenter. Where I was like John Carpenter. There's gonna be a lot there that could be top 100. Wes Craven, I don't know if there's too many. Even Nightmare on Elm Street I like, but it doesn't have the same... Mm. You know, I have more of an attachment to the Halloween or definitely the Friday 13th franchise than I do um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Anyways, Scream 2, I'm going to give like a five. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like I, it's not who, great. Who can blame you? Um, it just feels like... Are you going to try to do like three, four, and... I, you probably just watched part five. I just watched yeah. part five. That was... Are you going to do three worse. and four? Are you just like, you know I'm what? I'm going to try to do... Yeah. I might try to definitely do four. Yeah. Anyways, I got one more. I'm going to be quick with this one, too. I did Uncle Sam from <laughs> yeah. um, 1996. This is directed by uh, Bill Lustig, who, of course, uh, formed... Who, who directed Maniac, but also formed the Blue Underground uh, mm. boutique uh, uh, label and written by Larry Cohen. So you got, like, some, yeah, some pedigree, pedigree there. It is, like... It's a cheesy, low-budget film. I would say the first bit of this, I was really fucking struggling like bad acting it's just like this is a film like Adam would put on and be like fuck you guys um, <laughs> someone in an Uncle Sam costume offing people on the 4th well, of July well it's not like it takes right. a while that's the thing yeah. it takes a while to get going it's more of like there's a zombie that has kind of come back like it opens up <laughs> and he's like See? gunned down it's like he's in the Navy and he's killed by his own soldiers or mm. some bullshit but he's come back. That's Cohen. That's a, that's a Larry Cohen thing. Yeah. Like, like a little bit of political subtext that barely makes any sense. I find yeah. that like as he got older, like I think the Masters of Horror was it Larry Cohen too that like yeah. really hits you over the head. This feels more like that. I'm not enjoying this. I'm like, I, I got this on fucking 4K too. <laughs> Does it have the uh, 3D cover when you change it? So Isaac, like, oh, I want you. Yeah, it's great. Dead. And then yeah, I want the, you. the cover's Dead. amazing. Isaac Hayes in there too. He's, yeah. he's got nothing to do in this. Then though. That last half an hour, we get to they're doing the President's Day um, uh, festival. And then, yeah, he puts on the mask. He's killing people. And it's fucking incredible. Mm. Like, all the deaths are are super fun. Um, Yeah, I just then had a complete... Like, he ties up a guy with all the fireworks and he blows him up. You're just getting all kind of related to to the uh, you know you know um, it is President's Day, right? Is that what it's called? The Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Um, yeah, I I really dug it from that point. It's too bad the first like it's too bad I have to watch the first half again while yeah. I watch. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go again another six and a half. Like yeah. if this if this had a great first half, Opening. this would have been like. But I, I like. Have you seen it? Uh, I. VHS days. Yeah, so like again, that last. I half, think I did this and Jack Frost in like a, a twofer. It is so night. entertaining that last half. Like it, it's mm-hmm. too bad. <laughs> there's a great scene even where like they're doing the, this. They're doing like a potato race and there's a douchebag guy and he's literally taken seriously beating the shell people, mm-hmm. knocking them down. But he wanders, falls down this hill, and he sees the the guy in the mask. And the mask is super creepy. The Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. He sees him, and it's all done in one shot. So they probably had people like multiple people in the same costume. And he runs by. He's standing in the back of the bushes. That's weird. Keeps on going. It's all one shot. Now he's fucking here. What the hell? Keeps on going. And then like they do this great thing. And it's 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 kind of a great little scare gag. Um but yeah, I, I had a, a super fun blast with that last half. Did you watch um, it on the fourth of July or no? No, I, uh, I, I wish. I thought of it afterwards. Um there's a couple um mm-hmm. flashers that I could have watched there, but um yeah. Anyways, that that's it. A lot of 2007 and, and slashers. Yeah. That's all I've been doing. Are, do you have any? More? I got one quick okay. one. Uh, so t- t- the 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 to g- go with a the theme. Uh, t- this is the the series that took over s- for Scream for a while. Insidious, and I watched uh, Insidious three. 
Okay. Uh, you know, so why? Is... What made you watch that? <laughs> so, uh, Tammy wanted to see the new Insidious. Oh, okay. okay. And I was like, I don't think we've seen a bunch of the other Insidious. Is this the last key? How many is there? No. How many Insidious? This, there? There's the fifth one now. The thing is, oh, okay. this movie, which I should have just looked at this, has nothing to fuck to yeah, it's, it's, right? it's, it's, it's the one in the uh, art studio, the this girl with a, the, uh, the broken leg. Yes. This is a yeah. prequel. I'm not going to go into it. I don't even yeah. care about the plot. It's an Insidious movie that is... is uh, I, I really didn't like the second one, and and I hated this movie. Mm. I'm gonna give it uh, 2.5. Yeah, wow. I remember not really liking this. At I think all. I enjoyed this more, but I hated the second one so much yeah. that anything after the second one was an improvement. I, it's just like the, it's just everything is so stupid. <laughs> oh, and, even at the end, like uh, they have like I guess the three Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. They kind of have this like great like meeting. Like looks like we're in this for the long run, guys. I know. Like, it's like like are you kidding me? <laughs> But uh, part of me was like, why didn't they play it like this the whole time? I might have enjoyed this yeah, if, they they start, if they were making like comedy. if they were making fun of the series. Yeah. But it's Th- that's got to so be one of the biggest drops. Like I know you guys didn't like the first film as much as me, but like man, that second film. I, was I like such the first one. Yeah, I like this. It's okay. Like yeah, I, 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 like, I hated the second film. I like it. Then, no, um, I hate the yeah. second film. And that's James Wan, I think. Yeah. But yeah, like it just seems like that whole franchise. I don't give a fuck about other than the mm. first film. Like at least Conjuring, the second one was worth a watch. Is there more? Than, no, there's a third Conjuring. Right? Yeah, well, I've never seen it. I can't even keep track. And there's Annabelle. I did like the second Conjuring. Anyways, yeah, let's stop anyways. talking yeah. about. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. We got work to do, guys. Do we? Do we have a? Yeah, we've got a guest podcast uh, or a guest. Uh, yeah, guest podcast coming in to give their list of their best of 2007. So what we've been doing, we've been bringing people onto the show, uh, other podcasts, and and we've been had some really interesting oh, lists yeah, so far. Um, and this one is from... There hasn't been too many repeats. Like There might be one or two films, but everyone's kind of had their own... Own like, spin. Style, and this yeah. is one... Uh, I know you guys haven't heard it, but I had to set it up earlier, and uh, it's got their own thing. So this is the Horror Fried prog- Podcast. Oh, awesome. Um, I'll, I'll play it right now. Let's do it. Hello, we are the boys from the Horror Fried Podcast. That's Michael Combs. That's Mike Martin. And Keith Clanton. We are partnering with Movie City Maniacs to bring you our top films of 2007. If you're a fan of the show, you know that we don't always agree with what's hot and what's not. So we've decided to write down each of our top three films, throw them in a bowl, and choose randomly in a speed round. We'll quickly follow up and reveal everyone's top five films at the very end. Michael, go. Stardust. Stardust. That's Michael's. That's Mike's. Uh, Enchanted. Um, I know who that is. Me too. The Mist. That could be all of us. Could be. The Mist. Oh! Oh! Double. Um, Waitress. Okay. 30 Days of Night. Definitely Mike's. (laughs) 28 28 Weeks Later. I picked all mine. Oh. Well, great. (laughs) Um, why did I get married? Why did I get married? Why did I get married? I'm not married. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. That is awfully specific. I've never seen one Harry Potter movie. Well, we all know whose that is. Yeah, we all know whose that is. Okay, Michael. Yes. So, remind us, what are your top five favorite movies of 2007? Um, The Mist... 28 Weeks Later, Stardust, Stardust, (laughs) Enchanted, and uh, 30 Days of Night. That's only four, right? 
No, that's, no, five. that's five. Okay, I'm not paying attention. Okay. Mike. <laughs> um, Wait, is that in top? Like one Yeah, to that's five? order. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're doing one to five. Got sure. it. Sure. Um, mine is actually Why Did I Get Married, Harry Potter, 30 Days of Night, 300, and The Mist. Okay. So mine is The Mist, number one. Waitress, number two. Enchanted, number... Who doesn't love Enchanted? At number four, so I cheated a little bit, and I've picked Grindhouse, which is technically two movies, but I saw them in the theater together, so it's counting as one, and rounding out my top five with Juno. Oh, I love Juno. It's okay. a good one. Never it's seen a, it. I gotta be honest, not a lot of great movies in 2007. I feel like maybe a lackluster year for me. For me, personally. But the ones at the top of your list you really like, Amazing. Right? Exactly. Yes. If you've never seen The Mist in black and white, I highly recommend it. It's one of the special features on the Blu-ray. It's incredible. It's so beautiful to watch. Highly recommend it. That's all the time we've got today, folks. Thanks again to Movie City Maniacs for allowing us to be a part of this episode. And you can find us at the Hard Fried Podcast on all your favorite streaming services and on Facebook and Instagram. That was actually a great list. Again, like, those are three lists there. <laughs> Unlike any three lists yeah. we've had. I There's don't. a couple of films that are showing up a lot. Like, The Mist seems to be on a lot of mm. people's lists. But, um, Waitress, I'm surprised, is getting a lot of love. Yeah, we've had a bunch of wait- mm. waitress uh, love on there. and um, I wouldn't even think about Harry Potter having a movie out in 07. I don't know why. Like, yeah. There's a couple of those films, and, like, I just don't have time because I feel like, like, you there, there's Born, Ide- Born Identity Part 3, whatever the third one is. Ultimatum, yeah. And there's the Pirates film, which... I kind of, like I remember kind of liking both those at least the pirates film and like but it's like I feel like I need to watch the other You're two not and I don't have time it. like and those are long fucking films. I, this isn't Hunger Games, guys. I almost <laughs> just put on the Harry Potter movie and I was like, I know these other movies. I don't need to fucking yeah. And 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 the same with the Bourne. I was like, I think that's a work. lesser Bourne for me. I do remember enjoying the pirates one. I think a lot. And, of and that Bourne, uh, I don't. I honestly don't remember. What, like they've all kind of blurred together, yeah, but that yeah. born seems like it's a lot of people's favorites. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's. I think it's like my least favorite of. The, of the um, films, yeah, because I, I started like, like, is this something I should watch? And it, it's it's probably appears just as much as the original, the, the original one. So oh, interesting. I, I've thought about just throwing that on this week. Maybe I will. But thank you, uh, the horrified. Fri- yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome list. Podcast. I, I always, I always stutter on the the podcast names because I think I'm nervous that I, I don't, I don't want <laughs> to mess up, up their name, and I always do every week. But the, uh, well, we'll have the information at the bottom there, a little link for their mm-hmm. uh, sites. So if you guys want to, if you liked what you hear, check them out as well. I, I, yeah, it's been really interesting. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, thank guys. Um, I, I guess with that, we should jump in. The reason why we're here, let's throw up the trailer for Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One from 2023. Our lives are the sum of our choices. And we cannot escape the past. Ethan, this mission of yours is gonna cost you. The world is changing. Truth is vanishing. War is coming. It's been a long time, friend. You've no idea the power I represent. 
It knows your story and how it ends. Listen to me. The world's coming after you. His fate is written. Shall we write yours too? If anything happens to them, there's no place that I won't go to kill you. That is written. What's your objective? What's your ultimate objective? Your life will always matter more to me than my own. None of our lives can matter more than this mission. I don't accept that. Ethan Hunt and his IMF team embark on their most dangerous mission yet to track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity before it falls into the wrong hands. With control of the future and fate of the world at stake and dark forces from Ethan's past closing in, a deadly race against the globe begins. Confronted by a mysterious, all-powerful enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than his mission, not even the lives of those he cares about most. And this goes to begs the question... Is this the entity on this episode, or is this mm. really us? Oh, oh yeah. Who knows? It, the thousands of hours of probably us knows that it, the people want us to do an extra long <laughs> what you've been watching. <laughs> but we would never do that. No, not Only not. the entity would do we that. We have yeah. self-control. We're the entity. But none. we've taken back over. <laughs> yeah. We're back into control of our bodies for now. Because the entity is still out there. <laughs> Listening. Until next summer. Uh, hopefully, yeah. If that if that even comes into fruition, we'll see what that's the, true. The they, they have yeah. not, uh, and they've been filming though, right? Yeah, like it was supposed. To, it's supposed to come out, I think, July twenty twenty four. But obviously, the writers and now the actors are on strike. Yeah. So, um, you know, and uh, I don't know if they want to do another three hundred million like COVID, where it's constantly getting shut down. Uh, so, Christopher McQuarrie returns uh, once again. You have all the cast uh, back again. We have a couple new faces. Um, in uh, who are the new faces? I uh, guess the biggest uh, one Harley, um, is Atwell? Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell as uh, she's a thief. And there you have Palm Cremantif. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm sure not. She's a she's a French assassin. Assassin. She's from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You'd probably recognize her. Mm. Um, who else is in there? Oh, and uh, Isaiah Morales. Is that how you pronounce him? As Gabriel, who is someone from Ethan's past. Like they do in all these films now, you find out that Ethan had someone he was close to that got killed previously, and and this character yeah. mm-hmm. was involved in this death pre IMF. This is what led him to make to that decision. And, and we get the 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 kind of new information that to go into the IMF, you got to make a decision. You probably have been a criminal. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah, yeah. That's how they lead it. That's how they yeah. they frame it now. 
They're all criminals. <laughs> all these IMF. I guess yeah, it makes sense because Luther was a hacker. But, 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 and the but Benji other... was not right. Like he... they said, he was. He had a. Hey, he got the choice. Oh well, hey, maybe man. he was a hack. He probably. Oh, uh, I could be a hacker. hacker that makes sense. Um, and then we also have uh, Kittredge. Uh, we talked about before. That'd be nice to see him come back. He does uh, make an appearance. Mm. Uh, Henry. He just pooed on people's porches, lit the poo <laughs> on fire, and then they stopped on it. And they were like, "You have a choice." Yeah, 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 yeah. You're in. <laughs> you are could you, be are you in, in or, or out. out? <laughs> He's a Canadian boy. I think he's from Toronto. Oh yeah, so awesome. Kind of cool to see him. I guess I he was supposed to come back in one of these previous films in McQuarrie. Mm. I think did or, or one one of maybe these Montreal films. and Montreal, uh, and it didn't work out for whatever uh, reason. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a few. Uh, I'm trying to think back. of why why I can't even remember now. But um, so yeah, this film. Let, let's talk about it. it. Opens up. You have we're on a Russian sub, I believe, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, they are seeing another sub. And they're going to shoot it, but it starts disappearing. It's like a ghost sub. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, the computer that this this computer that's this big kind of dome that's inside of them, this computer master computer, has taken over the missiles and it shoots and they blow themselves up. I will say, like, it's not the most exciting yeah. opening now. Open for <laughs> and then after that, it goes to like ten minutes. Yeah. I will say I did have a problem with the plot dumping in this. Like it's like we're gonna explain everything. They make a joke about it too. Yeah. yeah. It, Even like there's a scene where there are all these people aren't that you have what's that famous actor? Um oh, fuck from Princess Bride and uh, Oh Big Rames. Uh, no, no <laughs> Carriels. So he's in there and yeah. Kittred's in there and a bunch of other high officials and they're talking and this is a weird thing, and maybe it's supposed to be that they're kind of like it's showing that these people are are almost like an AI like they're all finishing. They're talking about, it, but they're. Mm-hmm. It's like cutting to each one finishing the sentence. It's yeah. this weird scene. I, I wonder what he was going for that. Plus, this weird looking guy who is sweaty and clearly like guilty. Did you notice yeah. this? That like should have been played by Fred Armisen <laughs> and like that the, the guilty guy in the um in that room. Yeah, where he it was. Yeah, I didn't want to give anything away. Yeah. But, oh like, yeah, yeah. It was like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like. It, that was bad. Like I, I really didn't like that. Like, I felt. Uh, like it, I, I liked it, him. It, like you knew it was something was going to happen. I, know, I just, of course, but like it was almost like done comedically because like they were talking. This going back to him, like and he was sweating. Like his eyes were darting around. Like this is silly. Like it just felt. You so, thought it was Fred Armisen and Barry. It looked like Fred Armisen and Barry. Like that's everything I was getting. Like this guy's clearly what well, he's going to kill somebody. Look at right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I I didn't mind that, but I did. I did feel that. Mm-hmm. Just like going. It's also the a point. double dump. Yeah. It's a double dump of information before we even get to the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. twenty eight or half an hour. It was a long time before the credits. Before the, the, the cre- Mission Impossible theme. And I, I, hey, maybe if we haven't been in Mission Impossible mode for yeah, uh, that's what a, I'm a couple thinking. Months, like, you, this would maybe as been as big of a deal. But yeah, I kind of I was a little. It's not the worst mm. thing ever. They're all artfully done. Yeah, mm. I, I agree though. I was I was a little bit worried for that. I'll say mm. I was a little bit worried for the first bit. It didn't feel like the other films, and I don't think mm-hmm. this film feels like this. this movie, I mean, Adam said he was worried that they're going to get too serious. He wanted to say comedy. I think this one definitely this goes more comedic, yes. like a Marvel movie to me. It oh, actually felt. Oh, like, I don't know. It felt angry. like there is this one no. car scene where they are just cracking jokes back and forth. You didn't like forth. that? No, but there's I, some funny I, stuff. I, I, 
it was cool, but I'm just like, ah, this seems like there was no tension no, in whatsoever. I yeah, there I, are whip cracking I, jokes. I'm like, oh, this is bad. No, like, I don't agree. I I, lo- I, I, I really didn't I, like I that think the, scene. The, the best invention of this movie. There, yeah, there's a great scene. Haley at, Can I, Atwell and, and Tom Cruise's chemistry. I really didn't like that chemistry. I felt the uh, thought too like a ro- romantic comedy. Like I, and, yeah. no, they don't really. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I feel like since after only in real life, I feel like yeah. since Ghost Protocol, Tom Cruise has kind of been like he'll do these eyes at Rebecca Ferguson or whoever. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna he's kind of avoided the whole romantic thing, mm-hmm. and I think he's done a pretty good job about that. Like. You kind of think is there something, but then he never goes that way. And I'm glad even, that they don't waste so much too much time. Yeah, on Yeah, and of even that. in this one, Rebecca Ferguson is in it, and you can clearly see that he's got just love for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like even they're they they have an embrace, and it's kind of romantic, but it's kind of yeah platonic. Yeah, yeah. to but go it, back like, to so it. It's not like they, they keep on going their own ways. You, At yes, the you see end there. of like the last movie, like there was like a all right, his previous life is wrapped up. You can go chase this Rebecca Ferguson character. But I'm glad now. they like, don't do that. I'm glad yeah. they don't waste well, the, time. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel that they did in like a way. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. They set it up, and mm. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's actually, I, I'm, I'm going with Kyle. I think on this because it's setting up some thorny sort of more complicated questions. I think about like. What like this is not what the movie's about, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. what is what it was what is like human interaction and how can you be friends or or love somebody or, yeah. or what does that love equate to? Yeah, the whole thing's about like my friends it's are prob- more important. Than it's the probably mission. some weird Scientology thing yeah. in the background that <laughs> yeah. we're all getting slowly <laughs> the entity, propagandized. Yeah. Yeah. And the entity is actually we're gonna watch the last one. The entity is gonna come on screen, zap us uh, all like the hypnotoad, and then we'll all be Scientologists. Yeah. That's where they're leading to. I, I, maybe I'm with Maddie on this All now. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna be end up like dying tomorrow, <laughs> like because of like weird freak accident. I will say I, I really liked Kittred's back in this. I think he's he's great in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess Angela Bassett almost no. was supposed to come back, but she couldn't. Again, this a lot of people don't talk about, it, and that's why this fucking the budget on this ballooned. Two, it was shot during like the middle of COVID. Like this was the example film. I mean that famous. A rant video got leaked, leaked, and but everyone was kind of on his he side. He spent like, five hundred thousand yeah. dollars on a closed cruise ship to isolate all the actors. But then at they one kept point. on like fucking ignoring the things, and then people were getting sick. They had to close set down so yeah. many times. Every time they do that, it's millions of dollars lost. But uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't love it. even the the stuff in the Arabian Desert was cool. I did like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that was dope. But I I thought it was going to even be cooler. You got a tidbit of that in the tr- in the trailer, and I like it's fine. It's pretty cool. But I didn't I don't know. It didn't blow me away like I kind of hoped it would. Yeah, I, I don't know. But um, I will say so. Yeah, this one we are introduced to, to Grace. But I I this series you got to give it credit. It has done great things for f- badass female characters. Like I think Rebecca Eventually. Ferguson yeah. is the best character. <laughs> Yeah, like once, like she's probably one of the best character in the whole series for me, outside yes. of either nine. I think the, uh, the 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 girl uh, Paris in this, who's the the female side, like I think she's fucking yeah. badass, and like I think they do a good job. Sung this chick can kick ass, and I and I think there's the new a fight in a in a closed space alley yeah, with her that crazy. it's really crazy yeah. and good. Like and again, and it, she almost plays the stereotype of the 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 silent yeah. uh, Asian, yeah, but the, the, I think the, the, it the, the, kind of flips it a little bit, yeah. so it's not. So kind of fucking 
like, ah, uh, we've seen this again. Yeah, like, yeah. of course, silent Asian because we don't yeah. want to hear them talk because it actually feels like they know that's coming. Doesn't Where you can maybe a... say that the movie is maybe yeah. a little self-aware. They mm-hmm. know they're like Simon Pegg makes multiple jokes, which is kind of funny mm-hmm. uh, at, at at various times. Of like, you'll just get used to it. Yeah, <laughs> or, or don't worry about that information. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it just works out. Like, I, I feel this very like plot heavy for like a really silly plot. Like it's Age of Ultron. You, is what I think it is. you like, either don't, you either mm-hmm. like any of these movies, other than the first one where where I think yeah. if you ignore the plot completely, then you just yeah don't. yeah yeah yeah. I do yeah. think this is probably the. I agree. It almost is the silliest. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the plot is never really that important. These films. It's always a MacGuffin. He has to save the world at the end yeah, of the day. Do you care about what, what they're doing or do you care about the key? There is so much time that has been spent on like why this is happening. You're just like, okay, But I think on, that some of the stuff I like, there's I a scene in the club that I think is pretty fucking tense mm-hmm. and the entity comes on and the sound oh, is yeah. making and they're all, and everyone's like, you know, it's like someone's yeah. got to die. One of these two women are going to die in your life. I think that scene is great, and everyone's like, "You got to make the decision," and like it could go anywhere, and you have all these people. So in once one you room. get, oh, uh, uh, I think actually away from the half an hour, which is a fucking yeah. long time. Yeah, I, I don't love that first. Time. Um, it was it had me worried. I'll Expedition, uh, which any other movie? This is the this is what I'll give this franchise. Any other movie that mo- that movie's done for me. Yeah, yeah. but well, it brought so much goodwill that you're like, okay, and, and I find. You snap to it when yes. that action comes on. You're like, this is so boring. When that action happens, like, okay, well, this is why I, I, I think am the here. airport. I think from the airport yes. on, yeah. it picks up. I think that is this great tense sequence where he's trying to get this the, the, this key, the MacGuffin. It's this fun kind of uh, chase with the, you're introduced to Grace, and there's like kind of this back and forth. You're getting yeah. kind of the throwback to the the, the magic trick where he makes it disappear, yeah. and they're constantly bouncing off each other. But then at the same time, you have Simon Pegg and he has to do this puzzle that's going to blow up. This I love bomb. all that. And yeah. it's like, and it's like, it's getting into his personal. Like, yeah, like yeah. I think all that stuff, it's a mix of like, again, what they do great where there's tense stuff, but it's also having fun intercut with this kind of fun sequence at the same time. And, and the amount of information. So we have this half an hour and actually to be fair, it's only 20 minutes yeah. of dumping information, then 10 minutes of the, in the Arabian, the Persian okay, desert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a good action scene. Yeah. So that should be the opening of the movie. Yeah. I almost like figure out. Even like the submarine I felt was really kind of drawn out and a little bit boring. Yeah. Like... So, so for me, it's like, how do you, they, they just fucked up a little bit with the plot. Yeah. I, I'm going to, but mm-hmm. if they open with the Arabian desert scene, yeah. you didn't have mm-hmm. any of that information. And then the first scene, the movie is kind of like something that gets you up to speed. Yeah. You do feel like this is part one of two, and we have yeah. almost three hours to play. Yeah, it could have probably been a little tighter. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, again, but once you get uh, yeah, to the airport, I think exactly, it's fucking yeah, exactly. off the I races. think once you get past that, like Maddie then does we had the not ro- agree with it. I, I really ro- don't. I, I find the tone of this was all off. It was silly. Like uh, even I find like the chemistry between the actual core group wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have any many scenes together. Like I guess because of COVID, they didn't have like a whole like. Round scene where they're kind of do a mission together. They're I, all just doing they, their own thing. Uh, well, they, they Even have, Vang Reams are like, "All right, I'm out of here." And so he's coming back in the second movie. But like at that point, like, well, oh, I think they're right. gonna. They have to well, set he up comes yeah. back later. Like, yeah, they, he says, "I'm out of here," and then they meet up again yeah, do, do, later. 
because then they're in the they're in the secret spot where they're getting ready to do this thing. That's all of oh, them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and Ving Rhames gives one of his bullshit speeches. Yeah, then he says, "All right, I'm out. I'll see you later." That was his like. Oh, well, that's just he's not out. in the final yeah. sequence. Yeah. And I think you know again. I, it is kind of a weird I, thing that the two damn, people even the they and, keep a lot they keep they keep on bringing back Simon Pegg and Ving yeah. Rains who are pretty much the same character they're both computer experts yeah. so it's almost like it's a kind of weird choice he brought up two people that have the same well, job. Benji's mm-hmm. now in the field. Yeah. yeah, but he's still doing. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just I, from the from part three it was a weird choice. A, Again, I like. I think Simon. I think it's probably because they know Ving Rhames is kind of boring. Simon Pegg. Well, Ving Rhames can't do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. like can Ving Rhames. He's just a likable. You want to yeah. see him come yes. back because he's been there from the beginning. Yeah. I agree. Bring him back, but yeah. I don't. When he, they didn't need to say I'm. I'm leaving. There should be have been a, a thing where he just got to, like put yeah. into a box, and you're like, oh, what happened to him? And you'll find out in the next movie. Yeah. Well, I think though, I kind of I like that they give it because to me that like adds a mystery. Something he knows something that we don't right. know. That's gonna stop. So you kind of like. Mm-hmm. We know that we're gonna yeah, have that point. explained in part two. I think it sets up some. I don't like that about a what a, you... a movie in in general. This, yeah, I do think though this feels like for the most part, like obviously it doesn't finish the story, but I feel like this story kind of it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a doom where it's like this is like it part it doesn't one. finish the movie, but I do feel like we kind of get. If this you don't story have completed. the second movie though, yeah, like this it, would suck. Yeah, but because it well it is still like it, it's ending with. The, the the thing not yeah. getting solved, but I do feel like it. I also it don't care like about the thing that, getting solved, yeah. so that doesn't matter to me. What do you guys think about the villain in this one? I I liked him. I I don't. Again, I don't I think feel he's hitting the, the same most high. neutral villain I've ever seen. Like he has these mm. weird powers. Like I no, no, he just has the power of Dent. Yeah, but it just seems like I don't. He know gets what, a lot of that information. Going, but the I, entity, the, like yeah. I think it's kind of interesting because the entities. Is is he in charge or is the entity in charge of him and he's mm. the entity's like Yeah. I do think that that Bye. scene Over. on the train we'll get to we yeah. should get to the train sequence. Uh, well, I want to talk about Paris first. Like yeah. the streets of Paris is fucking cool, right? Like that is a I thought great you didn't like scene. that. No, I like how like uh, uh, the alley scene when they're fighting. Not no, Paris. Uh, uh, Venice was it? or Rome. Rome. It was at Venice. Yeah, well, Rome. Rome they have the big Car chase, Car ch- chase which like, you're not a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, I, I really did like that. That was. Too- I love. Did you not like the thing though? I love where he's like, "Don't worry, we have a car," and like yeah. you go there and he's, you think it's got this awesome car, and then it pulls out this piece of shit. I love like, it. I thought it that was funny. Like such like like a, like a, 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 a Roger Moore Bond, like just like yeah, I did. Joking. did. I yeah. like that though. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It was a fun, but I, I like it also because you have this. Is it a Hummer she's in? Yeah. She's just plowing down through everything, and then you have this small little, like it, it allowed them to do also, kind of that Italian job where you have the small car that can go downstairs and like stuff. The, the, the quick back and forth. But like, I, I love that them. she does, she's she's supposed to be a civilian, basically, mm-hmm. or like she's yeah. she's a part like a small time crook. She doesn't know how to drive the fucking like uh, like yeah. through yeah, the street. Just, That's awesome. Yeah. That, that all the I I love that. Dialogue. I know people had the yeah. complaint about that. Like, movie. just because you're master thief doesn't mean you're a fucking expert driver. Mm-hmm. Like. You with know. your hand, your yeah, hand yeah, that's too. tough yeah. as well, right? Obviously, yeah. Um, no, I, I loved all that, but yeah, then then they go to Venice. Mm, that's a club, that's scene. club scene. That was kind of dope, was, actually. Yeah. I think that's the first time where you're really seeing like this entity. Mm-hmm. I kind of well, I think they do a good job setting up that it is kind of scary how much power it has, where it starts fucking with the Benji? the computer yeah. and Benji. But even like the things that they can see, right, where the guy's almost like disappearing in front of them. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I think there's some interesting stuff there, and it kind of makes sense with the technology where they're going. Uh, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know, like. 
then it's kind of stupid, but I kind of like it at the same time. I think it's an interesting, especially where we're going. It kind of makes mm-hmm. sense. Why we'll never get the second movie because they're going to yeah. go on strike for the next five years, <laughs> exactly. and then Tom Cruise is going to die. Yeah, all it's the be a, all, He can't can't train. He's going to train too hard. Now I will say this is the fir- is this the first? It was for me the first movie where I was like. Tom Cruise is kind of old. He looked a little bit uh, mm, aged, but that, that could have been COVID. Right? It's also like, just like yeah. he's well, supposed he is, yeah. to age. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I kind of went, oh, he's now he doesn't look Listen, he, 60. He, he, I think yeah, he yeah. just turned 60 or 61. 61. Yeah. He does not look but like. He, he kind of like I could see him not. He doesn't run the same way quite anymore. Mm. He, he's getting uh. a little bit slower. Now, so this was supposed to be... I know you don't want to hear this, Kyle. Tom Cruise will die one (laughs) day. You're breaking my heart. Um, This was supposed to be the... This two-part was supposed to be the the final Mission Possible. But now they're talking about... No, we're... McCurry's like, oh, we got ideas for some more sequels. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Cruise's like, well, I just saw fucking Harrison Ford doing yeah. Indy when he's 80. I want to keep on doing these films. So yeah. I almost hope we get it. I, just I've, I've, uh, there was something that was released for a second on Letterboxd. There was a, uh, a, th- a a movie after this, the ninth one. It just had like whatever, oh, just, nine. Hmm. And it was picked up from IMDb or whatever, I think. Oh yeah, and then and then it, it it quickly disappeared. It was gone within a few days. And I remember I brought it up, and I was going to bring it up on like one of our Episodes. preview shows or whatever. Like, oh, this is going to come out in like ten years from now, Mission <laughs> Impossible Nine. And it was it was erased from all of these. Yeah. Um, so interesting. So I bet they're going to do more. Yeah, they have to. I, right? I've been I've been watching a lot of Tom Cruise interviews. That guy's a whatever crazy shit he's got in his life. He's great it's, at it's selling working. the Tom Cruise for interviews. Yes. Mm-hmm. He just seems like he's like he, so is, for, he, he remembers charming, like right? he remembers that interview that he did yeah. two years ago and he's talking to her about her family and her life and hey, did that thing you were trying to do this thing? Like he's fucking great at that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean he knows how to sell an interview. But yeah, he was talking about like Emily Blunt does that shit too. Yeah. I've noticed recently because she's doing all the Oppenheimer stuff. It's kind of cool when they have like a personal touch. Oh, you're to the person inter- yeah. that went up and took this photo with, yeah. like, and the guy runs away after it. And it's like, how do you remember this? Well, that's a that's part of the reason why you're who you are. Yeah. There's a bunch of other people that, that are don't as good be looking as you that could remember yeah. lines. Yeah, but you can do something with people that and it, it would suck. Different. Like doing the same thing, you got to repeat the same thing twenty times. You got twenty years. If you can, like, I don't know, man. He, I barely remember yeah. what we fucking yeah, talk about yeah. on this show yeah. every week. How? how but he was talking about like he always does the big stunt first, right? And he's like, "Well, then if I die, like, we don't have to keep on like <laughs> yeah, wasting yeah, time. Exactly. I mean, we know we can just end the film there. We don't have to waste time doing the whole film because that's crazy. If I, you know, die during one of these things, then you know, you you have an unfinished film. So we do that at the beginning, make sure. So I think he's already done, or it's plan. I think he, I feel like he's already done the big stunt for the next. He's like one. planning the next one, so he is still alive. So we'll probably at least get one more. He's supposed to do the film in space. I don't think it's a mission possible. I don't know what's happening with that, but he's huh. supposed to do. Actually, oh, like to Top space. Gun, but like I don't, NASA. So, anyway, I don't want to get too yeah. far into the yeah. weeds here. Yeah, because, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, uh, this has been a little longer in the tooth. No, no, no I, like <laughs> I want to know about all this stuff, but we're we're, we're going to have this writer strike, and I was like, oh, I'm going to bring out the uh, acting. It's like I we we don't need to talk about this stuff today. <laughs> no. um, some of that shit is crazy, but anyways, um, and it's affected. Where, where I work, yeah. you know, some people. But uh, Fran Drescher was fired from Kyle's work the other yeah. day. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, do not work with Fran Drescher. That I know of. Maybe I do. Um, She's your boss. You never knew. <laughs> He's her nanny. She's got the mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, the do, nanny. Do we, should we not? Can we 
do we just not want to talk about the big shocker in this? Can do you think we or do you think we need to get spoilers? I'm fine with not talking about. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. We need to I think talk we about can it. say there is a big shock in this yes. film yeah. that was a surprise. I don't know how I feel about that. I hope mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they can do Mission Impossible and. It could yeah, nothing's come ever come back. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious because maybe it's all a trick. For the entity that maybe they're just trying to yeah that that trick. would be if you eliminate that person from the equation I don't, I don't I don't know. think so because that, yeah that I sucks. I knew I, I, I will say like I it felt kind of rushed and not like the importance it should have been you, I I felt nothing when that happened I'm like oh that's crazy I, but, yeah. but it almost seemed like a little ham fisted like all right out with the old and with the new that's how we're but doing this is that. how yeah like these things could potentially Good. I Good. I I. I I uh, I'll say I guess that, mm-hmm. and I'm not usually. Mm-hmm. Great I, I figured that. someone. I said would, it before I went up, them. but oh, like on you, the way. Oh, okay. I do feel like, and I kind of agree with Maddie here that Grace is thrown in, mm-hmm. and it's almost like too much too quickly. It almost feels like they're best friends too early on. Mm. There's, I, I don't know, the relationship it feels chummy, like, chummy. I'm willing to like die for you. But that's Tom Cruise. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I won't care about my yeah. kids, but I, yeah. <laughs> I'll remember you, that we talked on the red carpet yeah. that time, yeah. and your father was having indigestion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I would have ran over to his house right then, <laughs> given him some Tums. Got some Tums. He'd be good to go. He would have been fine. <laughs> It, yeah. it it's it kind of fits. You yeah. either accept him and it, this worldview, and you might not want to. Uh, I I do think she was great in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa Kirby is. A, uh, we didn't mention she's her. She's great. A, she's amazing again. again. Like again, that's four. Yeah, four strong women. Like I think all those characters are great, strong characters that you don't see a, a lot in some of these films. You know what I mean? Sometimes well, they, they, in a lot of these films we watched previously. Yeah. In the same series, right? Yeah. They they yeah. had a lot of trouble. I, yeah. I was thinking about this. I find a lot of this movie uh, forgettable. Even the two uh, fellows, uh, uh, Nucky Thompson's brother from uh, Boardwalk Empire, I forget his name. Uh, Shea Wiggum. Yeah. He is like him and uh, I don't know who the other guy I li- is. I like Shea Wiggum. I don't know the he, other guy. He, he was great in this, yeah. but like he was so forgettable. Like his. Uh, I think uh, he's doing role. a De Niro impression in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm serious. I think he's doing a, like a very subtle De Niro, like what if. De Niro was, was a cop a going, doing that. I wonder if he... Uh, there was a few face... You know how De Niro does that thing with his chin and looks down sometimes? Like, <laughs> I, I think those guys yeah. I could I could leave or take. They, yeah. they, I didn't I didn't hate them. They didn't take me out of it. I didn't need them in it either, though. Mm. I don't think they added too much. I think you had enough. I think they're going to gonna be in the, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. other... This movie seemed bloated. Mode. And like at times, too silly. Like I, 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 yeah, but after, I think like it once it gets going, like it kind of. Came, I don't know. There was this, a, film, this film was almost three hours. It did not feel that way. No, to me. there was a few pivotal neither, moments. Neither for me. And I read then a lot of reviews, and I was like, yeah. really? Like you didn't feel three hours? Could you usually feel this film fucking flew for me once no, you got I'm, past that twenty-five minute opening or whatever? It's just like yeah, you go from one you know thing what? to the next. You're right. Like I, I, but there's just some things I'm like I'm rolling my eyes a lot at this movie after watching the, the previous movies. I'm like. This movie it is definitely is when you're coming amazing. off Fallout, which is probably the most serious and which mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. It's definitely a different tone. Again, it did throw me off too. And and even now, spoiler, I don't know how I feel about like I like this film. I'm gonna say I did like this film. This is a film I've never felt this from Mission Impossible. Like I really need to watch this again, like mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Really? I don't know where it fits for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I 
It's just the fucking Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, but it does. It has a the, the this tone different is tone. So off, man. To, uh, maybe compared to Fallout, but I think this has a similar tone to. It's not as Part silly three? as Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol, yeah. they're all. I think it's like Mi- Mi- Macquarie, mm. though, mixed with Ghost. It's like mixing maybe yeah. like Fallout with Ghost Protocol, and it's this kind of blend of the two. It's a little bit. But I, I find this is sharper in the jokes for me, yeah. for sure. Mm. Like. Like there's the one section where the the big train sequence which is incredible. Yeah, can we can we talk about like even, well, even when before, they were under the train? That looked I, I probably was done by real, but it looked like it was from the first movie, didn't it? When they're like on top of the train, fighting on top of the train, but underneath the uh, tunnel, that looked really yeah. CGI. Oh, like, not at all to me. Oh, I, no, I think I a lot of that like was real. Looked, yeah, I know it, it probably was real. They did shoot looked. this on digital. Yeah. yeah, and I did notice yeah. that a little bit. This doesn't have the, the first same. One, I think, yeah. um, there is a vibe a little bit missing. Like, I don't absolutely love this. But mm-hmm. There's the stuff at the beginning, but the humor isn't the wasn't the mm-hmm. problem for me. So there's a thing on the train with uh, they're they're like trying to as the train is falling down, climb out of this train before it falls down. Mm-hmm. The that sequence and, was fucking incredible. I enjoyed that. That's actually. one of my favorite of this series. That, that snapped me it's back like into this It's like each train movie. car is like one different. It's like, what? okay, we got through that. Now, I feel like a video game, you're trying yeah. to get through the level of what is going to come and, out. And the that. way that it's, it's, it's shot, it's yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But the humor between yeah. Haley Atwell and Tom uh, yeah, Cruise, it, it doesn't great. work if you don't mm-hmm. have all the humor from the setups before. Yeah. Uh, possibly, yeah. Because you could, it would be like, why are they goofy now? But that, is so good. Like that's mm-hmm. iconic. And that good. is tense. That is, yeah. Like I, I'll give you that. That scene is that snapped me back. We haven't into even it. talked about the big the, motorcycle, the motorcycle jump, which I will say before I'd seen this, I had watched the making of, I have seen this jump fucking 25 times. I didn't I'm like, want before to. I, before yeah. I watch this, it's already ruined for me. Yeah. It's not going to have the impact. And then we're seeing an IMAX. And I'll tell you right now, it fucking like it. I had yeah. never seen it before. I thought it was incredible, and like the whole audience kind of like went silent. You could yeah. kind of hear gas. There when it was happens. like a, the air was sucked out of the room. And there's something about like you could say like that could have been done with CGI. Would you even notice a difference? But there's something about that we know he did it. To me, it just like adds that like mm-hmm. extra oomph. Same thing with like the train that you knew they actually fucking drove a real train off a cliff. Yeah. And there's a big controversy behind that as well. Um, I don't know. There's just something about that. Like it's almost like the the story and the making of enhances mm-hmm. the film for me a little bit. I, I uh, the other this actually reminded me of being in the theater. So um, yes, when the motorcycle sequence happens, everyone goes silent. But also the big reveal, or the not the reveal, but the big kind of moment yeah. in in the the whole breath of the theater went out. Mm-hmm. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I, I think everybody thought like it was a possibility, but once that sequence yeah. happens, mm-hmm. you got to see it in. It, yeah. People yeah. just go out and see it in theaters. Yeah. And it, it was such a beautiful, like, scene, too. Like, the sequence the, 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 is incredible. Yeah. But he, McCoy is great about Like, yeah. all the films look great. There's there's always great um, camera work in there, and there's great mm-hmm. scenery and set. Like, he knows He's how a, to shoot. Like, we, we complained about the first 20 minutes of, of yeah. what information. Everything else is yeah. done in such a elegant way mm-hmm. like i would even argue that what's her name the assassin um paris is i, I like mm-hmm. she's as good as yeah a lot of the villains in the other movies uh i 
like I thought you were going to enjoy this movie more because we can we talk about your theater experience? <laughs> so we're getting we're IMAX. There's there one was, end. There was one end seat left. She was actually like, uh, woman, like just, eh? "This is funny, right?" I'm she like, was yeah, literally talking to you. Yeah, every time something happened, she would like tap in the shoulder. Like, this is funny. Yes. I could I could hear her I laughing. Love, I love that though. Like, was, she added it. It to actually me. was like, yeah, this is and good. she was like maybe really that's getting why into I, it. Like like maybe this is a comedy. She loved every action sequence. She loved every comedy beat. Like. This movie was hitting every. The, beat the people for her. beside me too. There was a couple beside me, and they were like, loving they were it, just right? loving. Like that's life. where you need to go to the theater. Yeah. That people like, excuse me, say you don't. It, need it the occasionally don't can ruin, but mm. it's so, so. I think rare. it depends what film. If you're doing maybe yeah. something serious, but if you're the fun film like this, to me that's going to enhance it. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they're like talking throughout and they're trying to hear, and it's like, oh, don't go in there, Tom Cruise. <laughs> so I would be fine. With that and like as he's jumping the motorcycle, yeah. like do the parachute now, <laughs> then n- n- now do the do, do, do the parachute now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might not work. Yeah. So we've done seven movies. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna rate this one, yeah. and then we're gonna we're gonna rank them. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so this is the moment. This is the. No, I will say review wise, this is like. I think it was the highest rated. I think it's dropped a little bit below follow, but people, Mission people, are, Impossible people are loving this film. It's I, it's first week too. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. But review like I, I was, I'm I don't know. I work. I had two people that saw it, and they seemed like, eh. But uh, yeah, I, I was surprised how. Um, yeah. I th- I think also, uh, kind and I fall into this category too. A lot of people gave up on this series. After the second one or after the third one? Yeah, yeah, probably the second one makes sense. Uh, and just never came back. Yeah. Or or knew of his existence. Like, that was me. I was like, oh, they made another one of these. Of course they do. People like popcorn movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to watch this. And then it was, it was Fallout that I was like, there's a lot of, like, energy around this. Yeah. Um, uh, and that is this the first one you saw in theaters? Then I've seen it's the Fallout, I, I right? Saw, uh, yeah, and then and then and then the first one. Okay, I, I think I've seen. I didn't see. I don't think I saw one in theaters, and I didn't see three in theaters. I saw the rest, though. Yeah, I might have. Oh, and three. So I've seen the yeah. ones you haven't <laughs> seen, seen theaters. So yeah. we're doing all right then. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. So w- w- what ranking? What are your final thoughts on this film? Oh, uh, I'll go first. I'm gonna give this uh, an eight. I'll, I'll let let's do the scores yeah. first, and then we can go into the overall because I gotta think about the overall again. Um, I, I'm gonna go eight as well. Like I, again, this is I need to rewatch this like tomorrow. Mm. Like as soon as this hits 4K, I'm definitely gonna rewatch it before a top ten. Again, I've never felt that it wasn't. Again, I still enjoyed it. I, it's going to be hard for me to do the rankings because I almost don't know where I'm going to fit it. In. I feel like I need a second viewing. There, some of the tone threw me off. Some of the opening threw me off. But then, like again, there's so much I like, and the more I think about, it, it's like I love this. I love this. Um, I, again, I still think it's it's a success I, for for the seventh film in a series. I mean, to me, they're they're still hitting it all the park. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I, as much as I like been ragging on it, I'm gonna go seven point five. I think. Okay, like, so you're still. I, I still I still liked it, but like coming after like a. Fallout, I think Fallout is so hard, fucking good for yeah. me that. It seems a bit. There's a too many things that were just a bit too convenient. Like there wasn't a plan. It was just like I don't know. We'll just figure this out as we go. Like I like the Mission Impossible. Like we're doing this, this. But I don't know. Like I think most of those movies are that though. If you really mm-hmm. go back, yeah, and look at them. Yeah. 
they're often being written. It's pretty as much, as yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like they're, they're doing smart things. He is just, there's one scene where he just falls into being a savior. It's like, okay, that was really silly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, which scene was that? The introduction to him on the train. Oh, yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. This is what we're doing now. I, I, right. I, I had fun with that. Uh, yeah, I, I do feel. I, I feel like it, it feels like it's completely. I tonal do feel shift. he is a little bit more smug in this film. Like you're mm. getting a bit not. It's not going as like fucking gross. Part two. Part two. But you're getting a little of that, like mm. winking at the camera, smiling at the camera. I, I think charm. also you realize, like, if you look at, and we saw this when we revisited all mm. these other movies, all of them are based on coincidence. Mm-hmm. He's they've saved the world how many times on total coincidence? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. So this one just acknowledges that <laughs> and maybe that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to be ignorant like that. I think again it is part 1 of a 2, so that's going to help kind of We'll see how this plays out. Yeah. yeah. So how are you going to rank these films? I'm curious how you guys are doing okay. it cuz it could go either way. Like I assume I know the last one that Oliver's going to have on there, <laughs> but I don't know where Anyone else I is think play. I have my ranking. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Yeah, so I think I'm the first one. Yeah, yep. Uh, Rogue Nation, Fallout, Dead Reckoning, okay. Ghost Protocol, Three Two. Is that? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, cool. yeah. Okay. Sorry, there's, there's a lot of movies to remember. So right, like, I, I, uh, you got them all. Uh, yeah, I got them all. I, was like, I have it right here. I think like Fallout was my number one. I'm between Rogue Nation is probably the uh, number two. I think part three might be my wow. third one. I really, and like the original, I really liked. But Ghost Protocol, like, yeah. And then Dead Reckoning, and then part wow, two. Wow, Dead Reckoning yeah. second yeah, last. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, Ghost Protocol used to be my favorite. Mm. Um, it's dropped a little for me. I, I, I can't. Fuck. It's still tough between Fallout and Mission Impossible One. I love them both, mm-hmm. which is funny because they're the complete like the most action, yeah. most thrilling. I would probably. I'm gonna probably today it could switch. I'm gonna go maybe Fallout, then Mission Impossible Part One. That changes your rank, your ratings though. Yeah, on the show. Really? Yeah. I thought I gave no. I think I gave. Oh, both did you get nine, both? Both nine. Both nines. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. 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 Maddie went, but and again, like they're they're so very close. You could switch them between. I'm going to go Fallout, Mission Impossible. I'm going to go Ghost Protocol number three. I think I like it more than you guys do. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to go Rogue Nation. Then I'm going to go Dead Reckoning. Then Part Three. Then Part Two. Mm -hmm. I think Part Two and Part Three are the really ones that are like the weak points for me. Even though I think Part Three is like one of the best villains Mm -hmm. of the series. Maybe that's why I'm kind of like giving it that a highlight. I think it has the best villain of the series. But I don't Mm -hmm. care really about. Yeah. Anything else in that film? I don't think it has. Even the, what they do with the villain is. We don't have to rank mm. them, but what yeah. are your favorite set pieces? Of, uh, can Langley you... is one. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, on the what's the hotel? Uh, uh, the, oh, uh, in Car- Dubai uh, or? Yeah, in Dubai. Uh, why can't I remember the name of it? That's number two. Yeah, Ka- yeah Kof. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the helicopters in Skyfall is fucking insane. Or uh, Fallout. 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 I, I like the bathroom scene of Fallout. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the opera scene. Yeah. 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 yeah, the fuck, there's so many. I think, like, yeah, they both, they all have, like, this one. This has to be one of the best I think best the train, what, what's, the, what's right? the big like, one in this one for you guys? The motorcycle, the train sequence, I think. Train they sequence, go together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the motorcycle is pretty fucking cool, and the train sequence is pretty awesome. That's all well. one sequence yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like that's that's up there. That's I mean, that is so fucking good. Uh, yeah, even in the first one, when he like falls out from the sky, that's like, my number said, one. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. yeah, that that still is the for yeah. me, and I think that's why I had the, the tension on that is yeah. fucking. The first one is definitely most yeah. intense. I I can see easily for me Fallout, Rogue Nation, and and the first one they could all change. Yeah, just kind of like what Kyle was saying, like. Give me a different day. What mood you're in? If you want more yeah. of the action-packed one, you yeah. want more of the thriller. Like the la- I think partially, I- if I went into this, I would have thought, I think I would have thought Fallout was it. It was like the one that kind of mm-hmm. got me super energized about the series. It's uh, my favorite score of them all. I love this score too. I will say, I did really like this score, and I don't love the score in Fallout <laughs> as as just because the Hans Zimmer. Sorry, stuff. Fallout is my favorite score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I thought it was Hans Zimmer. Um, that was a total surprise on the, the last episode. But um, I yeah. can hear that. Like that's like a music thing now. Where like I don't work a lot of neoclassical or soundtrack music, but everything I get sent, yeah, it sounds like fucking Hans Zimmer. He definitely uh, like he's, he's, he's he kind of changed the yeah. yeah the but it's also like. It's not necessarily great. <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, it just gets me like pumped. It gets me like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's like EDM music, or like it's almost like a now a genre on, on to, unto itself, yeah. where it's like it does this thing. It, it automatically gives you this feeling. It's not a bad thing or a good thing, but it's that. That's all it is. Like it, there's a, and even Zip, Hans Zimmer, like he sends a lot of. Now his work underlings. Put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things where it's like they, it's so easy yeah. to do that he just goes make this. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the like it was so it's hard. Like when you create something that's a brand new genre. Now I'm talking about music. Sorry, <laughs> but you basically create a brand new genre of music. That's fucking the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. But some types are like the genre of music is like a pinhole. In, in the musical thing. And that's what it is. It's a pinhole. So everyone can go, I can mimic that instantly. And we've had kind of 15 years of that now. Yeah. Um, so I, I do struggle. I hear the Hans Zimmer and I go, Hans Zimmer, okay. <laughs> and Hans Zimmer, man, the guy did cool runnings. Like, he's done everything. <laughs> I will say, hey, he did Zero Boys. We know it. <laughs> we didn't bring it up, but I think the opening of part one is one of my favorite, like, action sequences, too. I, I love mm. all that. It's so tense and, like, oh, yeah. I love it all. Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's a, it's it's an extended sequence. It's, yeah. it's, it's, but so is the train. It's probably the same length. And if we're talking villains for me, uh, I can't remember the Who's the villain in Fallout and Rogue Nation? I love oh, him. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's probably my favorite. Yeah. I would go him number two. Uh, and then number three, I don't know. I like um, part one and I like the recent. I'll poem. be honest. I think this. I think Ghost Protocol's probably got the. Well, part two is probably the weakest villain and then maybe Ghost Protocol. I, I think if you had. Part two for sure. Um, <laughs> I think that is the one uh, criticism overall with this series that you could like kind of blanket is it has a villain problem. Yeah. Even with Philip Seymour Hoppin, they don't know what to do with him mm-hmm. in the end, right? Like, he's this the badass of badass, like, he's, an arms he's trader, one yeah. step ahead of you. They may have kind of figured this out, and they don't have a a villain, just have a fucking computer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't know if trivia. The only thing is, it does have a huge ass budget, two hundred ninety-one million. Ooh. It didn't open as high. Opening weekend wasn't as high as expected, but it did. It did two hundred thirty. Still the highest worldwide. ever yeah. for the series. Yeah. I think again, it's just this one due to COVID had a huge number, and people are like, ah, this means it's a bomb, like Indiana Jones. It's like no. Indian Jones did nothing internationally. And and looking if you look at Mission Possible, they don't open strong. Like they open with like his highest was like sixty million. Until Top Gun, Tom Cruise never had a huge ass. And that was only his only film actually to make it over a billion dollars too. Tom I'll, Cruise tends to like stretch out, but the problem is we do have Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer yeah. Barbie but coming out. It so. hasn't been released in Japan. Yeah. Uh, like uh, there's a few more. I hope big it will markets. do. Well uh, I'm enough. gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Even though usually I just I want all of these movies to bomb, hmm. uh, anything that's because then they have to rewrite and yeah. we get just more m- movies. Movies like I think we're going back to the mid budget. I think the Spielberg yeah. prediction has mm-hmm. finally came true. I mean, I don't think this is going to be a bomb. I think, but we no, had, I don't agree. We I, had I, I we had Ant Man. I agree. Ant Man lost like that's a super. Every Marvel film was making a billion dollars. Ant Man lost some money. Shazam lost money. Flash, biggest superhero bomb of all time, lost him like two hundred million at least. Uh, Black Adam, Black Adam lost money. Indiana Jones, fast, is, is going to lose money. Fast and Furious, did Fast and Furious lose money or it might have lost money? Tiny bit. Little Mermaid, Disney's having a fucking terrible year. Little Mermaid lost money. Like that's the one they think they will actually. Uh, be positive in the end for them. I don't know. It's down. Yeah. It needs to make another two hundred million, I guess, from streaming, maybe. But yeah, they, probably get yeah, toys. You're gonna get yeah. Like they 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 yeah. they went into the toy stuff, and it's mm. made. It's already made its yeah. money back. But even when you're just making your butt, like Little Mermaid is one of the biggest animated movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You're doing a live action that should be better than just making your money. Like here's the thing, like those all lying. It's just all old ideas. But Lion King made a billion. Do- Lion King is like, isn't Lion King like top ten of all time or yeah, something? Yeah, but like crazy? that's the thing. Like, like you the go- live action. Yeah, but oh, wow. no one is going to care about. Oh no, for sure. So, I agree. So the reason Little Mermaid was the beginning of saving Disney Studios, the original idea. Yeah, yeah. it was a brand new idea, and this is the one thing. Like, I think this series is amazing. If they want to end it with with Dead Reckoning, I'm fine with that. Just give me. Something else. Yeah, something new, a new and, idea. And like, I'm sure Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise can yeah, just make yeah. another great mm-hmm. action movie. Yeah. And you are starting to see the fucking, they're having to make fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. It is hard when, yeah, you're number After seven films. Seven. It's remarkable yeah. what they've done. No other series. It, it comes close to how good these seven are. I don't like, like you might be able to cherry pick Bonds over I, I, that doesn't sixty count, years. Right? Like, well, yeah, they didn't have yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Bond a lot, but uh, Bond is most like I looked at Bond the other day, and I've probably only seen, and I haven't seen a lot since I was younger. But sixty or seventy percent. Uh, yeah, I've seen them all a couple times. Uh, Probably, yeah, somewhere around there. But they change actors, they change directors. Like they, they, and, they, they don't have the same. And most of them are, are bad, mm-hmm. right? Like, like even if you're a huge Bond fan, you wouldn't be like, "Well, that's." Yeah, yeah. I, I usually get enjoyment out of the bad ones. Yeah, but yeah, that's not like no. that's not like Moonraker. Is Moonraker <laughs> is not Dead Reckoning, which no. would yeah. be the same kind of place. And Roger yeah. Moore, like, yeah. yeah. So, and, anyways, it's 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 remarkable. Um, yeah, I, I do think this. I, I'll put money on this, making double its money in the end, which mm-hmm. will put it in where they want it to be. Yeah, hope, yeah, we'll see. I think it'll be the the biggest. I, I mean, I'm, in I'm the even franchise. curious. We're we're open up. Is it Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. I don't Oppenheimer. fucking know this. 
where Oppenheimer is going to like is do you think that's going to be a big success or do you think that's going to lose money? I think uh, it's a huge budget. Yeah. Um it's just it's just a strange time. This year has been crazy. And it's not like people are like oh well, it's cuz people are done with theaters. They're not cuz Spider-Man the animated one did huge numbers. The budgets are just yeah, too big. Too big. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this one to be fair was blamed on COVID, right? Like this film might have been 200 film million, but I think like probably 100 million was a and constant. And even Oppenheimer I think and, had to have their budget increase yeah, cuz yeah. of uh, some of those pro- protocols. Like I'm all for Nolan having this insane old budget. Yeah. But it's a drama. Yeah. Like that's totally Nolan though. But yeah, ho- hopefully but, hey, hopefully we're gonna see that on screen. We'll talk about it. Back in the day it. you yeah, used to get week. Lawrence Arabia or yeah. whatever. So anyways, yeah. Oppenheimer, we're gonna cover it just before our yeah. top ten horror movies of two thousand seven mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. And then the fu- the week after that, the top 10 of 2007 in in general. We've Uh, gone crazy for you again. We are maniacs. Yeah, this has been a busy year. Like, (laughs) I feel like it's been almost exhausting at times trying to get through it all. But again, it's it's fun too. It's not, it's not, it doesn't feel like work. Um, yeah, this has been a Mission Impossible series. It's been a big, epic month of a lot of films, a lot of coverage. Like we said, we've never done two <laughs> yeah. movies this per month. This podcast is about to self-destruct, is a that lot what you're of, saying? A lot of maniacs. Yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah, of, maniacs. A lot of maniacs. So I, I have to somehow compile those. Maybe there's like a, a hardcore list. Yeah, I think five track. out of the <laughs> seven movies were maniacs, right? Uh, No, not three and not uh, Dead Reckoning, so okay, only four. Okay, so four out of the seven. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, what did you give Dead Reckoning? Seven point five. Seven point five. Oh, you fucker. Yeah. Um, hey man. Anyways, we, we love <laughs> Be to hear. Tom that's usually that me. He's yeah, usually yeah. That, that's pointed <laughs> yeah, 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 at me. Yeah, yeah. We we'd love to hear your <laughs> thoughts. What did you think of the new Dead Reckoning? How do you rank in the series? Let us know. Uh, we have a Facebook like page, group page. Uh, you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. And we're on Instagram at moviecitymaniacs. And Kyle is super excited about starting a thread page. Uh, he's going to be all over that scene. Yeah, we're all about threads. Um, anyways, yeah. That's we're just gonna... dedicated to the movie Threads <laughs> that he loves. <laughs> we will be back <laughs> with 2007. It's been six months in the making. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay scared. Stay scared.